Blog Talk Radio. This is Everything Home, the transformational show about life, laughter, and the pursuit of happiness delivered by good people doing good business and good things. Let's take the word freedom. Wouldn't it be great to have more professional freedom, personal freedom, and how about financial freedom? Every week, Michelle Swinnick, the queen of quality content, interviews experts, entrepreneurs, professionals, and purpose-driven people to share their stories, their passions, and provide real-life, tangible takeaways. Get ready to be entertained, yet learn some incredible information. This is Everything Home, and this is Michelle Swinnick. It's noon in Mayor Corruption County, Arizona, and time for your weekly trifecta nooner with Michelle on the Everything Home Dog Radio Show. <laughs> We're your censorship-free safe space sanctuary, speakeasy for patriots. Our Hump Day Live studio audience took time over the Memorial Day weekend to honor and remember everyone who has fought for this country and made the ultimate sacrifice. Unlike Heels Up Harris, who just wanted us to enjoy the long weekend. They also listened to many of our 392 segments of this live show from our 166 partners so they can grow their businesses, enhance the quality of their lives, and make a difference, especially in their communities. Please join us and begin your great awakening journey by visiting the Take Action tab at everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. Check out all the incredible resources. Start making your list and listen to some of the segments. Put on your common sense caps. We the people take out your pen and paper. It's joined together June. Let's reconnect to make your life and this country better. Today's topics on episode 218, shame, healing, travel, outsourcing, family coach, business reboot, Arizona Women of Action, GOP Red Roots, Arizona, and special guests Kim Miller and Shelly Case, delivered by our partners with Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network and Marketplace. They're good people doing good business and good things. It's a ladies' fest today, so watch out, everybody. Talk about a powerful episode. First up, Ms. Lois Hollis, the Soul Speaks Method of Healing. Then Andrea Overend, a hassle-free custom travel experience. Sophie Zolman, your virtual right-hand support mom team, giving you business more freedom. Dr. Cam Caswell, adolescent psychologist and family success coach. Deborah Peters, business accelerator and mindset experts. And we have three special guests sitting shotgun in Michelle's patriotic soapbox at 1 p.m. Deborah Peters of the Neuroengineering Engineering, Engineering Institute is back to discuss the power of spirituality to reboot businesses in America. At 1.40, it's Kim Miller, the founder of Arizona Women of Action. And at 2 p.m. is Sally Case, Pima County, Arizona, GOP chairman and founder of Red Roots, Arizona. Lots of Arizona stuff going on. We are the hotspot for news. You know what's going on here. So be sure to stick around for the second hour of the show. Facts, truth, take action, items, resources, and of course, some entertainment. I haven't had a soundbite in a while. I'm getting tired of listening to me talk. Hope you're not. Uh, visit everything. 
Oh, my God. It's going to be one heck of a show today. Visit everythinghomeresourceplatform.com for more information on today's guests, their websites, and their shows. Everything you need to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life, and make a difference, especially in your communities. One location for all the information. The ultimate resource platform. Bookmark and make it your new home page. Start to do with everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. We're your censorship. Sharp, sharp, sharp. Yeah. Look, I'm off for a couple of days and I'm, I can't even speak clearly. We're your censorship-free safe space sanctuary. Speak easy for patrons. Breaking news. Governor Doug Dushy strikes again. On Friday, he vetoed 22 bills because he was mad that his bloated pork-filled budget wasn't approved and dictators leveraged their power to get what they want to pay off their corrupt friends with your hard-earned tax dollars. This guy is a really bad hombre. And to bring you the truth about what's really going on, this Friday at 1.30 p.m., our special guest in Michelle's Patriotic Soapbox will be Arizona State Representative Joseph Chaplick. He'll be discussing the budget, the audit, and the border, so don't miss that episode. And number two, speaking of the border, why is no one talking about it? Oh, maybe because the illegal alien invasion is coming to your neighborhood and the Biden regime doesn't want you to know about it. Remember, every town is a border town. Here's a perfect example. An empty hotel in Scottsdale has been turned into an illegal alien detention center and ICE is going to hold 1,200 of what they called quote unquote asylum seekers for 24 hour periods and then move them to airports for relocation to East Coast destinations. This is dangerous, and lawless activity will continue through September. The mayor of Scottsdale, David Ortega, is all on board with this. Here's what he said in the email. Remember, you were once an alien. Anyone living, working, or visiting Scottsdale will be treated with dignity and respect. Hey, David, most Americans were not once an, an alien. And what about treating the legal tax-paying citizens of Scottsdale with dignity and respect? Again, the elected elite politicians are the problem, and they don't care about us. We, the people, it's all part of a calculated plan. Things that make you go, mm. Things that make you go, mm. You can listen to more facts about the border disaster on episode 216 with Christy Hutcherson. Here's something you won't hear anywhere else. She said that Sheriff Mark Daniels, who's down by the border, estimates that 5 million illegals will be living in America by the end of the year. insane today's topics on episode 218 shame healing travel outsourcing family coach business reboot arizona women of action gop red roots arizona and special guest kim miller and shelly case it's june 2nd day 443 of 15 days to slow the spread yeah you heard me correctly it's day 443 of 15 days to slow the spread It's time to rip off your dirty mask. They don't work. They actually make you sick, people, and are a symbolism of control and tyranny. No more maskos. Reclaim your freedoms. Go back to normal. Take action to stand up to the Nazi regime. Stop acting like we the sheeple. Take back your country and reopen America 100%. In the town where I was born, we're supposed 
to have free speech But we sold our right away To the land of censorship So we held our overlords Till we drowned in a sea of green And we live beneath the boot Under Chinese censorship We all live under Chinese censorship And we're all in debt There's no more Tibet We all live under Chinese censorship We're your censorship-free safe space sanctuary. Speak easy for patriots. Now it's time to meet the partners of everything home social conscious for Vilnacan Marketplace. Today's topics on episode 218, shame healing, travel, outsourcing, family coach, business reboot, Arizona Women of Action, GOP, Red Roots, Arizona, and special guests Kim Miller and Shelly Case. First up is Ms. Lois Hollis. She's a shame guilt educator, counselor, and filmmaker. And much other things. Wait till she tells you a little bit about herself. She's the creator of the Soul Speaks Method of Healing audience. Big round of applause for one of our faves. <laughs> Miss Lois, how are you today? Oh, hang on. Miss Lois, hold on, hold on. All right, let me try let me try that again. Technical difficulties. Go figure me? when it's live. Miss Lois, how are you today? I am wonderful. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I, the, the button was not working, but now we're back on track. So um, reboot, okay. that's all. <laughs> we're good. Live show, we're, what are you going to do? All reboot. We're all rebooting, Michelle. Oh, it is time, my friend. It is joined together June, and we need to reboot everything. We need to go back to normal, you know, connecting with people, get rid of that shame in our lives. You know, we, we probably have accumulated more shame or guilt in the past year. And now it's time to just shed that. Let's shed it. Yes. And I won't tell you how to do that. All right. Okay. Okay. Now, listening to your introduction is what can we do now? And Michelle, you covered all the bases, what you can do as far as, you know, in our community, in our city and, politicians, et cetera. That is what, you know, you, you cover that. I'm covering what can we do to stop the beast. And the beast is shame, guilt, energy. And we need to have more of the love God energy. Mm-hmm. That's what we can do. Now, the problem is that most people don't know that we have an internal battle between love, God, and the shame, guilt, negativity within us it is a battle that we've been having but nobody told us we have a battle within us we just were always fighting with ourselves but i'm telling you what the battle is so if you know what the battle is you can win the battle yeah it's like showing up for a game if you don't know the rules (laughs) how you how you gonna win the game hello yeah they never even told us say your name the enemy's name i'm telling you the enemy's name The enemy's name is shame, guilt, energy. Shame, guilt, energy is negative energy that's very oppressive. And you go, why is it so strong? You know, like we feel God, I feel God, but this shame, guilt, negativity is like overpowering. And 
that's everybody. That's just not you. So you need to know that. Now, the reason it's overpowering because shame, guilt, energy needs you. You don't need it. Humanity doesn't need guilt, doesn't need shame. But shame, guilt, energy needs us. Why? Because it lives off our light of God. Hmm. It's sort of like the parasite kind of thing. So the fact that we know our enemy, we can learn to get rid of it. So the first thing is to know that shame, guilt, energy is not of humanity. It's negative energy. It's like a computer virus that comes into your computer and messes it all up. Shame, guilt, energy comes into our body and turns our beautiful, positive love and joy and happiness into negativity. It turns our compassion into depression. It turns our anxiety, I mean, excuse me, it turns our intuition into anxiety, turns our passion to anger. So we well, just kind of like to fear. Get rid of the, right, it's like fear. It's, fear all, it's, it's not real. It's in our fear heads. It doesn't exist. Fear, no, it does exist. It's shame, guilt, energy. Fear is shame, guilt, energy. We call it oh. fear. We call it depression. We call it anxiety. We call it 450,000 names. That's why we're all confused. And I'm telling you that shame, guilt, energy is the root of all negative emotions. So why do we go after depression, anxiety? Why don't we just go after shame, guilt, and get the heck out of here? That's, that's a great my, point. That's my thought <laughs> for the day. <laughs> yeah, and I, I never thought of it that way, so I'm glad that you kind of clarified it. So, all right, what, what's the well, first step that we do to get rid of this shame, guilt, so that all of that other negative okay, baggage the first is step gone? Is never say my shame, my guilt. Okay, you don't you don't own these guys. They're a, another force, and that's a whole nother story. So, when you feel shame, oh, I did so guilty. Whatever you feel, you go, okay, that's the shame, guilt monster energy that's trying to feed off of me and you say get out of here okay shame guilt energy only has one defect dissolves in detection like the wizard of oz how about that one that's why they kept it a secret for so long sounds like a lot of things are being kept secret nowadays Mm-hmm. Yeah, the secret is here, and that's what my film's about. I'm exposing, I'm showing shame, guilt, what it looks like, and how it enters your body, and what it does, and how you can get rid of it. Okay, so the first step is like that doesn't belong to me, but I still feel depressed. I still feel anxious. So you say hi, depression. Thank you so much for coming to talk to me. I own my emotions. <laughs> I don't own shame, guilt. How about that one? I think. <laughs> That's great. You address them. And it's like when you're playing golf, they say address the ball and you go, hello, ball. <laughs> it's the same thing. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. We can talk to, we talk to ourselves anyway, Michelle. All day. But I'm just saying talk to the right person inside of you. And then you have to make friends with the inner critic. That's another story for another day. But we make friends with him because he's the shame deal producer. So we got to make friends with him and say, don't do that anymore. I don't need that anymore. So anyway, that's another story. So that's what I'm about. Well, you've got 70 years of stories, so lots to share with the audience. And I always look forward 
to your topics because uh, just just so you have some people have a little insight. What was the machine that you you invented many many years ago? Oh, the uh, kidney hemodialysis machine in the yeah. 60s in uh, yeah. Jefferson in Philadelphia. So I've always been ahead of the game. So that's why people say I never heard that before. You're right. I bring in new information. That's just my mo. You know, some people are carpenters, some people are singers. My MO is I bring in new information so humanity can evolve. That's it. Awesome. What a, what a smart lady. In the 60s, when, like, women weren't even allowed to yeah. leave the house. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. I'm so impressed, my dear. Give your website. Lois, L-O-I-S, Hollis, H-O-L-L-I-S.com, LoisHollis.com, and there's much, much value there. So just come in and say hi, and I'll say hi to you. Awesome. You're the best, Lois. Thank you so much, and we look forward to hearing more next month, my dear. I love you, Michelle. Keep doing what you're doing. We need all the people like you today. Oh, thank you so much. That means, <laughs> means a lot, my dear. I will talk to you next month. Thank you. Thank you for being thank such you. a great partner love and so bye. supportive. Love you, too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah they're, they're emotional, emotional. All right, it's 1217. I want you to keep it on track because my intro was a little long, but it was important. There's so much going on that I got to share with you guys. But real quick, before I bring in my next guest, I just wanted to say a special thank you to all of the listeners out there. You guys are awesome. In the month of May, we had almost 960,000 live listeners just on the Global Enlightenment Radio Network platform. Just one platform, everybody. So thank you so much. And thank you to Big D, who runs that operation over there. And again, if you want to uh, rate and review us, that'd be awesome. If you could subscribe to the show, that's even better. And you've got 16 platforms to choose from. Of course, all the major ones are listed. And start following us on social media. You know, I love the rumble. And I love the rumble. Uh, but we're being censored. We're being censored on Apple. We got censored on YouTube. Got censored. I'm getting censored on Rumble. But Rumble, at least, is low-hanging fruit from YouTube. And, of course, uh, follow us on uh, Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. And we're going to be working on some of the other platforms. Maybe they don't censor as much. We're going to talk about censorship in a little bit. And, of course, if you join our newsletter, that would be even better because that way we can get around the censorship until they start there, which the other platforms other forms of communication are starting. Again, we're going to talk about that later in the show because it's some really important things that you need to know. And if you want to join the newsletter, it's on the lower right-hand corner of every page and even on your phone. And, of course, the, all, the links, all, the, uh, all the links are uh, on our graphic. Oh, it's 1218. I've got to bring on Andrea. Um, the, on the homepage, if you go to the homepage, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com, click the graphics. There's two big graphics at the top. That's for the links for all of our links, and then that would be for social media. And then, of course, to the left, there'll be rate and review. And then all of the links to subscribe are there also. All right, I uh, don't want to want to be considerate of everybody's time, and I want to keep as much information flowing to you as possible. So our next guest is Miss Andrea Overend. I do like that name, Andrea Overend. Yeah. She is a vacation specialist at Dream of Vacations who's providing insider savings, special fares, and a completely hassle-free, personalized, custom travel experience sounds like uh, joining together june is all about andrea because we're going back to personalization <laughs> to communication to people talking to one another audience big round of applause <laughs> andrea Overend, how are you i am doing well and everyone is so excited i love it <laughs> yeah, <there's... laughs> 
that is so interesting. So again, I'm Andrea Obrand. I'm owner founder of Oak Hub and Gold Chop Pro with Dream Vacations. And I love that um, uh, we were talking about there with Lois about hemodialysis. I'm actually a kidney transplant patient. So that just hit my string. Oh. Like, oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She's a, she invented that back in the 60s. Remember, like I said, when women aren't allowed to leave the house? So like, talk about a pioneer, huh? You might want to reach out to her, and uh, maybe she'll give you some some in, input or some uh, advice. You know what I mean? Oh, I mean, that's a own journey on its own. I, I love journeys, but with kidney transplant, it's not a fun one, right? And I actually did hemodialysis on patients, volunteered in hospitals, was super intrigued and wanted to get into the understanding of that. So it's pretty awesome to hear our first guest there uh, discussing that. Um, so as far as with travel, in fact, uh, segueing into that, that's one of the key ways I talk to everybody, whether they're doing personal travels or business travels. When they are enhancing their lives by just opening themselves up to more travel, so many more doors open up. And in my case, that happened to be with health because, in fact, even with my kidney transplant, it was only because I opened up to the country to be on different lists that I was able to get a kidney preemptively and very young. I'm actually very young to be getting a kidney transplant without needing dialysis and all those things I touch on so, so often when it comes to helping others plan their travels and being okay with being gone or separated and just enjoying themselves. Now, have you, uh, I know it's totally separate than the travel, but did you ever yeah. or have you met the family members of who was the kidney transplant donor? You know what? No, and no, I don't mind at all for any questions of that. I did not. And it's been, uh, now it's been four years. And for me, it's just been, I've tried it lightly, and then you have to go through a whole process once you reach out. So it's definitely a whole different thing. I I ended up going to Portland. So I would travel outside of the country and domestically a lot, as it was. And I knew I had a kidney condition. And so going back to that, when you're really looking at fulfilling your life and you have your multiple pillars, you know, health, wealth, spirit, mind, for me, travel has fulfilled all of those, and including the health aspect. So, yeah, they were from a different part of the country, and the organ was transported to Portland. So it's just it's an amazing thing when you really open yourself up to having that free time and um, making yourself available for your own retreats, including uh, the health aspect. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, the travel industry was hurt tremendously by this uh, political propaganda pandemic, which we are now learning from multiple sources that it was just, oh, I don't know. None of it was accurate and it was all a bloated lie. We're going to talk more about that on Friday, Mm -hmm. which we've been talking about on this platform since, oh, I don't know, the summer. But, um, you know, who are we? Who are are we to deliver facts Mm -hmm. and information and truth? But um, so uh, tell us a little bit about what is going on with getting back into the flow of traveling the way that we used to, and then maybe some of the things that we need to be aware of while we're trying to plan a trip. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was really unfortunate, obviously also restaurants. I mean, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I also have a restaurant. So you know, all these things got affected, but the big thing is what you just said, the propaganda, the misinformation, the communications of who's controlling what um, was really major. And I think it really brought to light that travel agency aspect of um, needing someone there to advocate for you. It seems like, hey, but it's like a lizard, it's a clear education. Like, why would I need someone? 
But I think this brought that to light. And if anything, I actually myself got more calls, my team. Um, I have a team of six uh, just for the agency itself. And the Gold Trap Pro aspect, I have a team of 10. So all these things started happening where people were continuing to travel. I, in fact, never stopped traveling. Uh, but but oh. going back to what you said, a, a big example of that was initially I did have a couple uh, clients, like a group of clients that had to stay in Spain or Italy or different places of the world during the stop of travel, right? Well, interestingly enough, in the summer, you were still hearing all these bands and no travel, don't go out of the country. And we naturally have to give you that information, like, hey, this is a real a protocol. However, uh, is it implemented? Would you be stuck? No. <laughs> so it was very difficult to navigate and still is. Because people will have questions where I'm like, well, I know the guideline says this, but let me tell you, if you go to Chicago, for instance, I went to Chicago in February, uh, and there was the whole country was in orange, meaning that they were saying don't travel. It said if any country's in orange, don't travel. Well, the whole country was in orange. So I'm like, wait a second. They may as well say we can't travel. But I went to Chicago with my daughter and um, – because I have four daughters. <laughs> so with one of my daughters – and there was no implementation. Like, I still had to do the COVID test, and I did everything that I knew I had to do based on the protocol, but the implementation was key. So people were more worried about, well, am I going to get stuck? Am I going to spend money and then uh, not be able to be on my trip? And so that was major. So I think with what's going on right now, it's still there, but it is cleaning up more where people are more aware, okay, that is open. I don't have to worry about getting uh, vaccinated. Or I do, or if I do want to go to, for instance, the Virgin Islands, uh, surprisingly they're implementing everything to the T. So I was there uh, in April, and they were checking every person. They were making sure, so, you know, but the other parts of the country aren't. So I think that's the key. This may really have someone on your side that knows what's going on. Well, I mean, who has time to do all this research and then and try to look it up and then make sure that it's accurate and before you spend any money or make a plan or do any of that stuff? I mean, your role as being this trusted advisor who has all this information, who's already done the heavy lifting, you know, we don't like to reinvent the wheel here. We just want to spin it faster. There's no reason to do that. It's 2021. Uh, it's all been kind of figured out by now. So we just go with the flow, people. Yeah. And, your, your role mm-hmm. is more important ever. So what is, so basically people can go to your website. Obviously they, they would love to have a conversation with you because that's what this is all about. Personalized and custom. Um, give the website yeah. and kind of a role. Cause I've got another minute brief int- brief, a brief summary about what it is that, yeah. that, how the process works. Absolutely. So you could go to the website. There's just key information on there. And definitely, I am old school. I answer my phone. So if you want to call me, I'm good. My phone number's on there. Um, that's a link tree, which you advise we did, by the way. And I did do yeah, that. Yeah, well, I, never knew that I, got a, I got a story <laughs> about that later in the show. I, I am not a fan of link tree anymore. So stick around oh, no. for the 130 censorship <laughs> segment, my dear. Yeah, so definitely there's information there on goldcotthub.com and obviously my phone number. But I think the main point is that so much information is constantly changing. And back to what you said, which is right now the average is like 20 hours a person spends on one vacation. So that's another thing where it's like, what can you do with that time? 20 hours to plan a vacation? To plan just one. That's like the average across the board when someone plans a vacation. So all that comes into play because 
yeah, like you said, I get tons of information constantly, and so do and other advisors, right? So if, if you already have the information, if it took me 20 hours per person, obviously we'd probably be out of business, right? So it does not take yeah. that long, but we're just constantly getting it. Just like any industry, we're just constantly in the industry, constantly getting information for our clients. So that's the key, I think, that is there. But, yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff on the site, including giveaways. So go on there and get enroll. And give your website so people know where to go and save 20 hours on every trip. That's just insane. That's that's insane. It's quite easy to remember. It's globetrothub.com. Awesome. Thank you, my dear. Welcome to our Patriotic (laughs) Purpose Driven Resource Platform. And uh, give Lois a call. I'm sure you guys have a lot to talk about. Uh, And we'll talk to you next month. Make sure you book your spot. Will do. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Ah, I just saved everybody 20 hours of time. How great is that? So now you can grow your business, enhance the quality of your life, and make a difference, especially in your community. And, oh, I don't know, listen to some of these segments. I tell you, these partners are amazing. And don't forget that in every show write-up on everythinghomeresourceplatform.com, that's everythinghomeresourceplatform.com, if you look underneath the big graphic, uh, you will see the names of the guests and their company name. Click on the company name. It's in blue, you know, like link blue, and it'll get you right to their website. So that we don't, if you can't remember what they said on the show, you can easily find them. And all of these special segments are located at the Take Action tab. Remember, everything is at the Take Action tab because you're taking action, taking action in your life at the Take Action tab. And then the Purpose Driven Partners Live segment. And everybody is listed there and all the shows are listed there. So no more excuses, everybody. That was in March. It's now June. Join together, June. We can do this. All right, my next guest, it is uh, 1229. Oh, damn, I'm over today. My next guest is Sophie Zolman. She's the founder of Sophie Zoe Virtually, your right-hand support mom team, giving you the freedom to be the visionary of your business, focus on what you do best, and make more money. Oh, we like that. We like that. We saved 20 hours of time. Now we're going to make some more money. Audience, big round of applause. Sophie Zoe, how are you? I am excellent. How are you, Michelle? I'm a, I'm a, I'm fired up, but I'm a, I'm a little fluh. Like I said, I had a couple of days from away from the mic, and it's like I'm starting from scratch. But that's okay. I'm getting into the groove. So everybody, bear with me. <laughs> bear with me, folks. Bear with my people. Um. So hang in, yeah, this, hang in there. We're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, we, it's just it's a fun ride. We just hold on tight and put on that seatbelt. So your topic is something that we talk about a lot on this platform, and we're always looking for additional input and resources and tips to make our lives easier because the entrepreneurs, self-employed people, they tend to hold on to everything. And then they realize, God, I'm doing all these things that other people could be doing. And then I, oh, I don't know. I can't get anything done. I'm not getting growing my business. So you are here to help. Tell us. Sophie, what is that? What's your business and how you can help people make their lives easier? Sure thing. Uh, I'm the owner and founder of Sophie Zoe, virtually there for you. We get overwhelmed female coaches and consultants focused on money and freedom by taking the details off their plate. I have a mom team of experts. We're the mom of your business. We focus on all things marketing, operations, and management so that you can focus on money and freedom to have the lifestyle you desire both in the business and out of it. So these are virtual assistants, right? Let's just make it simple terms, right? So they're virtual assistants. You have them all over the country. And do you want to cover some of the categories that they are expertise is in? 
Absolutely. It's a, we are a team of virtual assistants, social media managers, copywriters, branding, design, graphic design, uh, online business managers, customer acquisition specialists, Asana partners for project management. We literally do all things marketing, operations, and management. Our favorite thing is the marketing side, of course. Uh, that's why it's the first M instead of the last M of the mom team. Uh, but we can do your social media, Facebook ads, the blogs, the newsletters, the CRMs, the lead gen, the funnels, all of the stuff involved with marketing your business to grow it, to get more money, to have more time to do what you want. And we can also optimize your business from a systems and operations perspective. That's the O part, operations. We are setting up your systems, your processes, automating where we can, setting up the tech, managing the tech, working on all of those things to keep that off your plate. And then, of course, management is all aspects of management, the business, the team, the tech, the processes and procedures, and the people who implement them, and even, you know, you, the business owner, to keep you focused on what you need to be doing and not down in the weeds with us because we're the ones that are going to take care of the weeds. You get to be above the weeds and be working in the in the lawn chair instead of in the weeds, laying in the weeds. <laughs> Oh, I, I like that analogy. Now, here's the, the the main barriers to entry and obstacles that most entrepreneurs, small business owners, they face when it comes to outsourcing. A, the cost, and B, of course, they want to keep that cost down. So what do they do? They go to these different platforms and hire somebody from a different country where I don't even want to begin to tell you the nightmare stories that I've gone through. And my story has been repeated by almost every single partner that I've talked to on this platform with their experiences of dealing with people out of the country for many, many reasons. So what is the, give us an idea on how, what the cost is and then is your support team here in the United States? Because that's a big factor for people. Yes, we are a, U, a U.S.-based company and team. All of my team are in the United States, uh, various areas of the United States. Uh, two of them are local to me because they're my daughter and daughter-in-law. This is a women-owned and family-operated business, as okay. well as a U.S.-based business with a U.S.-based team. And um, the, the best way I can say, you know, cost versus money-making, et cetera, is the example I always give, give is if you're a coach or a consultant and you charge $250 an hour for your coaching services and you hire a VA in the United States and you pay them for, let's say, 10 hours of work at $25 an hour, that's, two, that's $250 a month. Now, if you take that 10 hours of work that's off your plate and spend it with uh, one or two new clients, you just brought in $2,500. So you spent $250 to make $2,500. So it's, right. it's actually more of a no-brainer than you think because you've got to remember when you're taking all the day-to-day minutiae off your plate and spending it on the things that generate revenue, getting new clients, networking, and, and building relationships and bringing in the new business, you're going to make at least, you know, anywhere from five to ten times what you're paying that virtual assistant to do. And when you're working with me and my team, you're getting the team all in one place. You don't have to do any hiring. You don't have to do any vetting, applications, all that stuff. You get me and my team already in place knowing how to do what we do. And because we're project managers and online business managers, you get the management of it as well. So you're getting 
way more off your plate by hiring an instance team, so to speak, an agency like mine, than just hiring one or two VAs and having to still manage them and do all the, you know, and all the oversight there. It's, it's, and, you know, as you grow, you can have an instant team like me. Now, when you're starting out or when you're in, you know, not maybe, you're not fully into, you know, maybe mid to high six figures, one or two VAs is going to help you get every, a, a lot off your plate, you know. You grow your team as you grow your revenue. So if you hire one or two VAs and you're making a five times, you know, profit off them, so to speak, you, you continue to grow your business. And then as you grow the business, you can bring in one or more team members here and there, or you switch and you bring me in and I manage it and add my team where needed, but keep your team that's already there because I can come in and I can manage the team you already have too. We don't have to replace anybody, but we can fill the gaps and we can manage it all for you and get even the management piece off your plate because it's really literally focused on the money and the freedom that you want to have in your business and your life. That makes sense. I like the management component too because when you do have more people working for you or with you, then that's just another layer that you have to babysit. And then you're like, well, wait a second. I was just supposed to take away more. I'm adding more to my plate now, even though I took some away, but now I'm I'm babysitting and I don't have time to do that because I, you know, it's like, it's just just a circle of, of of a cluster (laughs) of chaos that seems to just keep rolling down the whole hill and gets bigger and bigger as we're trying to grow the business to only help more people. So um, it's 1237. I'm going to keep it tight today. Sophie, give your website so people can reach out and get some more information. Well, I'm going to give you my Shorby link, which is uh, a different version of Linktree. And it's it's shore.b, which is S-H-O-R dot B as in boy, Y, forward slash Sophie Zoe, S-O-P-H, I-E-Z as in zebra O. And that is my version of Linktree that I've been using for at least a year or two now. It has all sure my be. stuff on it all the way. To con- yeah, Shorby. Okay. Because LinkedIn is not my friend the anymore. They, they kicked yeah. me off their platform, and I'm going to read that e- email I got because it is – I just I had to read it oh, three no. times. Oh, yes. But it's interesting because the – the information on my, the links that I've had on there, I've had them since June. And then all of a sudden now in May, uh, well, actually, yeah, it was the end of May. They did, they had a problem with it. So I'm just, yeah, that's why we're talking about censorship today because it's apparently the flavor of the month, but it's been there since June, which is almost literally oh. 12 months ago. But anyway, 1.30 PM, we're oh, talking about censorship. It. So tune into that because yes. it's, it's, it's affecting your your life, whether you realize it or not, and your clients. So, Sophie, thanks so much for coming Absolutely. on. And I'll, I'll give you a call so we can talk a little bit more uh, off the air about maybe helping awesome. me out. That would be awesome. Awesome. That would be great. I'd love to talk to you and see how we can support you. That would be great. Thanks so much for having me on the show, Michelle. You're welcome. You are welcome. And welcome to the platform, my dear. So we'll make sure you book your spot for Thank next you. month, and we will talk to you then. All righty. Sounds good. Thanks. Okay, I am at 12.38. I am behind. Ugh. All right, I'm going to just jump in to the next guest because we got to get back on track here, people. we got to get back here on track. It is uh, 12.39. Time is flying today. Time is flying today. All right, my next guest is Dr. Cam Caswell. She is an adolescent psychologist, family success, success, success coach, and host of Parenting Teams. <laughs> 
the Dr. Cam podcast audience. Give one up for Dr. Cam. Hello. Hello, Dr. Cam. Hello, hello. How are you, Michelle? I'm good today. I'm good today. Still um, teens, uh, adolescents, family, coaching. I can only imagine your past year has just been full of interesting stories. Oh, it has. It has been. Um, And as I was saying, I don't think necessarily anything more severely drastic is different, except in terms of teen development and teen experiences. It's just heightened because everyone's home and seeing it all the time. And the conflict between parents and teens is heightened because they're together all the time. So I think that's been one of the biggest things I've seen. Um, well, and for the parents who, well, I was going to say, and, and for the parents who weren't paying attention, they were forced to pay attention. And then they're like, oh, Houston, we have a problem. And the kid goes, well, yeah, we've had one for four years. It's nice that you're actually yeah. listening for a change. Yeah, I think that is a lot of it is that um, parents just, weren't quite as aware of what was going on. Um, And now there's nowhere else for teens to have an outlet because they're home constantly. So so parents are seeing all of it. Um, And it can be a little overwhelming. They're, They're not exactly sure what to do about it. Yeah. And we've talked about that on previous episodes and you know, yep. it, it, the parents need to have a little bit more personal responsibility. I mean, they, they made a decision to create a human being, and their their responsibility is to to make sure that that human being has. Well, let's just keep it simple: the tools and the support, right, to become a good human being, uh, and then help them navigate through all of the interesting life chaos that maybe they didn't have to deal with because the world was different when you and I grew up and that's understandable, but they need to find the resources like your show and the materials that you have or an expert like you to tell them what they need to do, what they need to be aware of because it's a different world out there. It is. And I think um, teen behavior though, teen development, despite what the world is around us, teen development is the same. I mean, our brain is going through the same developmental changes. Our body's going through the same developmental changes. What is really um, the, the issue or the thing that I'm trying to get out there is the fact that parents, adults, we just don't understand teens. We've never been taught to understand adolescents. And so a lot of the conflict that happens is because we just are misinterpreting teen behavior and it triggers us. And it turns into conflict. And what I like to do is just teach parents other skills and how to um, interpret their teen's behavior differently and minimize the conflict a lot, drastically, actually. Um, so that's, that's what I've been doing. I think right now the one thing parents are really stressing over is the end of school um, and the final push into the final exams before summer and most kids that I've talked to, they're done. They're over. They have nothing left. Um, And parents are really stressed out about how to get their kids at the end. I I will share something with you in the audience. One of our uh, other partners, uh, Don Sebzik, he's got an incredible platform called Math Celebrities. MathCelebrity.com and it's free for for parents, for students, for anybody. 
and you plug in your math problem at any level from the beginner to calculus, and it gives you the answer and it tells you how to do the problem and what the and how you got there. So that might be something you could share with your parents since it is free, right? They don't have any cost. And it really saves an incredible amount of time, but it also helps the students. So maybe that would be something that uh, will help your clients with their with their kids, especially with these exams and maybe a little prep. So I just always uh, want to remind people of that incredible tool that's there, mathcelebrity.com. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's amazing. And everybody down. says, well, where was this when I when I was in school? It's, uh, <laughs> so. Uh, you know, you, you brought up school, you brought up you know, the tests, so I figured I would share. So, no, um, yeah, that's absolutely great. I, I uh, think a big piece of a big piece of it is just the motivation too um, of keeping kids motivated, which is what they're struggling with, I think. So, do you do you, when you have this conversation with the parents, or even when you're talking about it on the show, do you give them ideas in order to keep the kids motivated, or is it kind of like does the conversation always turn into when they realize you're you're giving descriptions about certain scenarios? And because every parent was at one point a teenager, and then they go, oh yeah, that's how I felt too. Oh yeah, and then all of a sudden the <laughs> light bulb goes on, and then they're like, oh yeah, that's. I wish my parents would have done that. Why didn't I do it to my kid? Because I didn't like what happened when I didn't get that or they did that. Does that happen a lot in the conversation where they go, oh, that's right. I was one of these ones. Yeah. It happens all the time. I think we quickly forget what it was like to be teens um, and, and experience that because we are in our lives and we're realizing how difficult we probably were for our parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what happens is we, we get so focused on just needing to produce and get done and get through this task and just, you know, do it. And we try motivating our kids, but in ways that don't actually motivate human beings at all. Um, so, you know, all of a sudden we throw out everything we know about motivation um, and use all these techniques that are highly unmotivating and then get frustrated when they don't work. So that's one of the things I'm always encouraging parents is to step back and look at, I mean, even how do you motivate people at work? Because you don't motivate them by leaning over and nagging and nagging and taking stuff away because it doesn't motivate people. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it doesn't make them want to do it. It doesn't help them learn how to do it. It doesn't get to the underlying issue of why they don't want to do it, right? It just adds stress. Um, and most of the kids I'm talking to are extraordinarily stressed. Most of them, no, let me rephrase it, all of them, um, <laughs> they're mainly stressed because of the parents um, are adding a lot of stress them and when we're adding a lot of stress by nagging and pushing and and threatening it decreases their ability to stay motivated it decreases their ability to stay focused it increases their stress level which makes it even harder for them to do what we're nagging them to do and I know it's frustrating for parents because we don't know what else to do but I just want to throw out there that there are a lot of other things we can do that are far more effective than nagging. Uh, yeah, and I remember you had said on another episode is, of course, when a parent says, because I said so, uh, not the right answer, guys, not the right answer. So <laughs> right. don't be saying that, ah, uh, because I said so, that's why you can't do it. Dr. Cam, please give your website and plug your podcast real quick. 
Sure. My website is askdrcam.com, and you can find everything about me there. And my web, my uh, podcast is Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, and that's C-A-M. Awesome. Thank you, Dr. Cam. Make sure you book for next month, and we will do even deeper dive because the exams will be over, and, of course, the parents will have another excuse to why. Why, they, why they're not doing a good job parenting <laughs> when they were once a teenager, too. So, yeah, time for personal exactly. responsibility, Mommy and Daddy. It's time. Put down the phone. Talk to your kid. It's kind of simple when you think about it. Um, <laughs> thanks, Dr. Kim. Talk to you next month. Thank you so much. Bye. All right, we are at 12.48, and again, if you're interested in learning more about the guests, all you have to do is on the show write-ups, on the show write-ups, you will see the link there. It is on the, click the, either their, it should be their company name or just a little brief description about them. It's in blue. Click on that. It gets you to their website. And for the guests that have shows, our partners that have their own shows, we're promoting those on our page, the must-listen-to page, and that is... Uh, Take action tab, go figure, take action tab, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. Click that take action tab and look at must listen to, must listen to, and then uh, start scrolling, start scrolling because there's a lot. There's a lot of great shows on there. These are all shows that uh, some of the shows that they've been partners, they're coming on as partners, or they're just a few of the shows that uh, that I've listened to in the background since I turned off the television uh, when was my great awakening? Uh, that was in, uh, started in November and then at December and the TV hasn't been on during the day since because I'm listening to incredible content from some of our partners and future partners again on the must listen to page. So I encourage you to check it out. And of course we were talking about censorship, right? And we're going to bring that up a little bit later. Um, and, um, the other thing that I wanted to share with you is obviously the media, the mainstream media is censoring like crazy stuff's coming to the surface now. So we're talking about stuff's coming to the surface, but for the most part, we've got an issue. So what we did is we created a page. It's our patriotic media page. So it's all the alternative media, the ones that are actually telling you the truth that are digging deep and getting all the information, the truth out there. So again, go to the take action tab, click the patriotic media page, and there are loads of alternative media. You can click on the graphic. It'll take you to their websites. And then you can breeze through. You can breeze through the headlines, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes, and then get out. Get out and then go focus on growing your business, enhancing the quality of your life, and making a difference, especially in your community. Obviously, listen to a couple of the episodes. And then check out all of the resources at the Take Action tab. Speaking of our resources, at the Take Action tab... ReopenAmericaResourceCenter.com. Are you struggling personally or professionally because of the coronavirus shutdown? Ready to grow your business and serve more customers and clients? Finally, there's a trustworthy website with resources, relief options, grants, support, and much more for small businesses, nonprofits, and individuals. One location with all the information. It's time to get back to work, life, and reopen America. Visit ReopenAmericaResourceCenter.com today. The ultimate resource platform to help you in every way. Ah, and I've linked that to our website, EverythingHomeResourcePlatform.com. There's a tab there, the Reopen America Resource Center tab. I'm adding information to it all the time. And when I mean resources, you're talking about groups to join, like the must-follow groups. And there's personal resources, there's nonprofit organizations, there's networking groups, there's business, there's an incredible business page with organizations and resources and tips. And then uh, 
Uh, let's see what else there's. There's uh, live streams and concerts. So even there's entertainment listed on there. So that is fully loaded. And all of the pages linked together to the other tabs. So that way you can uh, find everything very easy. Remember, it's a Fisher-Price website for a reason. So everything is very visual. And all you have to do is click on the graphics and it'll take you to the different resources, the different websites, the different shows. Uh, it is all literally right there. So what else did I want to share with you real quick? Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night We've had a million, million nights just like this. So let's get down, let's get down to all right, it's time to talk a little biz. You know, all of this uh, chaos in, in the world has distracted me on this platform to give you facts and truth and information. We're talking corona, we're talking vaccines, we're talking about censorship, we're talking about all these things and getting you involved in your community, which is awesome. But at the end of the day, we still need to focus on our business and growing our businesses because it's important because, you know, we all got bills to pay. We got to make some money. But the most important thing that most people hate, according to one of our experts, Randy Kirk, the uh, founder of SoCal Masterminds, he was saying that one of the number one things that people hate to do and they tend to do it the least is marketing, right? And if people don't know your story. People don't know who you are. They don't know what you do and how you're going to get new clients, how you're going to get new business. So it's important to get your voice heard. It is important to get your message out there. That's why on this platform, we are sharing the messages that matter from the people you need to know about. So I'm going to give you a couple little tips here. Literally, you needed to go on podcasts, okay? Talk radio shows and podcasts. There's so many of them. And they're free to get on, okay? They're free to get on. Most people are always looking for guests. On my show here, I've got a book anywhere from 65 to 70 guests every single month. And I encourage the partners to come back on. Usually they do, but sometimes they're busy. They can't. And I'm always looking for new people to come on. We're always looking for new partners that want to be a part of this amazing platform where you know you're going to get a trustworthy resource, trustworthy people, great information. No one's selling anything. No one's pushing a product. No one's selling you an empty box. You've got to keep buying and buying and buying. And it's very personalized. You know, we're all about personal. And it is, uh, don't forget, it's join together June. So we're going to reconnecting with everybody. So you need to go on and get on multiple podcasts a week, multiple ones, because it gets your message out there. You get to get into a new audience and you get to meet a, the host. You might be doing some networking with them. So there's a couple of them. It's pod-booking.com, podcastalliance.org, podbooker.com, listennotes.com, and podit.net. I am going to add this to the business page on the Reopen America Resource Center. So that way people can easily click and it'll take you to those resources. But you could start from there to go be a guest on shows is the best thing that you can do. You need to get your story heard because it'll set you away, set you apart rather from your competition. You'll stand out from your competition. And especially if you have that segment on your website and if people are trying to get to know you and they're looking at multiple different people and they get a chance to hear you, they get a chance to hear the passion in your voice, they get to hear you you, what you do, uh, you just got one up on your competition rather than them just wondering, what do you do, who you are, what do you sound like? And they don't know. Make that easy for people to understand what you're all about. So take a listen to our promos for a purpose program, which I'm telling you, this thing's amazing. This is life changing. It's brand changing, business changing. You can become a purpose driven business. It changes everything. Promos for a Did you know 
63% of consumers prefer to buy from purpose-driven brands and businesses that reflect their own values, beliefs, and support charitable causes. Promos for a Purpose provides business owners with ways to support worthy causes and promote their brands at the same time with its comprehensive done-for-you marketing and media program. Visit www.promosforapurpose.com for more information. Promos for a Purpose helps you stand out from your competition and stay top of mind by promoting your purpose made easy. It's our everything done for you purpose-driven business partnership and marketing experience which provides small business owners, entrepreneurs, service providers, and corporations with ways to support charitable causes and promote their brands at the same time. Promos for a Purpose gives your brand something to believe in and makes it easier than ever to join this new purpose-driven model and movement which is transforming how businesses operate operate, market, and serve customers, clients, and the community. Just click the Promos for a Purpose tab on our website, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com, to get all the information. We'd love for you to become a part of our community as a purpose-driven business so we can help you grow and share why you are the best at what you do. It's time your story is heard. All right, let's bring on our next guest, who is coming back for the Patriotic Soapbox. So we're going to have spend a lot of time with us. We're making this little intro short, and then she'll be back on. So my next guest, Miss Deborah Peters, she's an international business coach, mindset expert, and founder of Neuroengineering Institute, a consulting company that transformed business owners from efforting and grinding to creating more with less effort consistently. Audience, big round of applause. All right, Deborah, we're going to make this one short, then we're going to jump into the long version. So uh, how are you today? Fabulous, Michelle. I love your show. Thank you for having me again. I love that you love the show, and I love that you say that. That uh, means a lot. I'm being, I'm being serious. I appreciate yeah. it. I appreciate it. All right, so um, let's go uh, three-ish minutes, and then we will uh, reset, then go back to then start the big portion. So what, what do we want to talk about just for this particular we were talking about rebooting the business, but we're going to give them the short yeah. version right now. Yeah, let's talk about rebooting businesses across America. You know, small to mid-sized companies are the backbone of the American economy. And they've been struggling, and they've, a lot of them have been put out of business. And the thing is, is that we need to support them and get that rolling again. And that's my mission. Oh, and it's a great mission to have. I mean, they... A couple of months ago, the statistics were 400,000 small businesses. I have a feeling it's a lot more than that. And it was one-third in California, the business is gone, and 40% in New York City. I mean, that's just mind-blowing. And But yet, you know, these big box, these big conglomerates, these big corporations, they grew by like tens and tens of billions of dollars. So, of course, by design, we've talked about that many a times, and you shared all of that on your Science of Propaganda segment that we, we did uh, – uh, last was well, last month, a month before. Um, mm-hmm. But what's the, you know, obviously we want to support small businesses, but unfortunately, you know, we're a society that is all about convenience. We have a short attention span, eight to nine seconds. Boop, it's gone, right? And like a goldfish, like a goldfish. Um, so we go, oh, I got to go to Amazon because I need it tomorrow. Mm, do, go to the small business owner direct, right? Don't you agree? You want to push that into the yeah. minds of people? Remember, remember your community. Yes, yes. Well, when you think about 
and even mid-sized companies. You know, small to mid-sized companies employ more people across America than large corporations do. And they are the people that are sponsoring your little league. They are the people that mm-hmm. are joining your community police advisory board and, make, and working with law enforcement to make your community a safer place. These are the boots-on-the-ground people that when they go home to their families every night, they're still contributing to their community. So it's time for us to come together, and it's easy to do. So I want to just give a, a few tips on what a, a small business owner or, you know, someone on a leadership team of a mid-sized company, what can you do to get things rolling and vibrant and thriving again? Well, the first thing, I want to give like a handful of tips. So the first thing is, because of everything that we've been through and, and how things are still kind of percolating to a certain degree, as, as it unfolds and the truth is revealed, you still have to focus on your, your business growth and your profitability and your happiness and your fulfillment because you don't get into business because you've got nothing better to do with your time. You get into it because you have passion, because you have ideas, because you want to contribute, because you want to create. So it's really important at this stage of the game to reevaluate your company values. You have to look at what's the baseline of who we are? What do we stand for? Why did, why did we start this business to begin with and where do we want to take it? You know, those are some really pivotal questions that need to be asked. And the value proposition is a spinoff. It's a, it's, a, it's a product of your core values, your company core values. I can promise you that when you line, Mr. and Mrs. Business Owner, when you line up your value proposition with who you are now and where you want to go, you will attract the clients. You will attract the right people to work with you. You will attract loyal people that are engaged. So that's a really big thing right now is to take some time put your heads together, revisit your company values, and maybe rewrite that value proposition so that it speaks to who you're becoming, who you're becoming. And then the next tip I want to give on that is really get the mindset component of your company structure dialed in. You can't look back. You have to look to what you are creating. And most people think that only the arts are creative. But I beg to differ. Business is one of the most creative things you will do with your life. You have to be nimble. You have to be resourceful. You have to have vision. And you have to show up every day and execute, even when you don't feel like it. It's a big (laughs) part of creation. Right. Yeah. You you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. And the other thing too, to keep in mind, everyone, is you're supporting small businesses uh, that are in your community. You're working with people that you get to connect with. You get the ones that you can, oh, I don't know, join together June. Right. But you're having a conversation. You can network with them. So you're buying their products or services, but you have networking opportunities with those people. You don't have them with Amazon. You don't have them when you go to Walmart. You don't have any of those. You're supporting these big conglomerates that are literally destroying the country when you can be supporting somebody else who you build a relationship with. And there's there's so many things that you can do together. So, Deborah, hold that thought. Let's start the patriotic soapbox. We can do the deep dive, and then we'll 
we don't have some time constraints. We can get down and dirty and uh, okay. really get everybody oh. on the same page. So bear with me. Hold on. We gotta we gotta we gotta switch to this segment. All right. So hold on, my dear. We'll bring you right back. We'll bring you right back. All it's right. time for Michelle's Patriotic Soapbox. And joining me today, we've got three special guests. But first up, let's start. Cue the music, boys and girls. This is Everything Homes special segment. Messages that matter from people you need to know about. Heroes, do-gooders, and purpose-driven patriots. Offering tips, solutions, inspiration, and entertainment. They truly are good people, doing good business and good things. Here's your host, Michelle Swinnick, the queen of quality content. Enjoy the show. First up in Michelle's Patriotic Soapbox today is Miss Deborah Peters. She's back, and the topic is going to be the spouse. <laughs> I don't know, guys. My, my slurring is a little on. My timing is a little off, so bear with me. We're at 104, but we're going we're gonna to tighten this sucker back up, and we'll be back on track. So uh, today, she's going to talk about the power of spirituality to reboot businesses in America. Um I think you deserve another round of applause, my dear, because we're going to, you're going to re-jump, you're going to reopen America, we're going to do it together, and we're going to, we're going to get these people on track. (laughs) See, the audience is excited to uh, grow their business and support other small businesses. So we've got, we've got fans, we've got friends. We do. And welcome to everyone that's listening. I'm so excited for this topic. You know, there's been a, sort of like an old school belief system that um, spirituality was this thing that stood on its own and it was kind of weird and sort of airy-fairy and, uh, and didn't actually have a place in business. But I'm here to tell you that it's everything about your business. It's everything about your business. And when you get that awareness, I'm going to use some interesting higher vibrational words today. When you get the awareness of how powerful growing yourself spiritually can be to the growth of your business, you become unstoppable. And you know what, Deborah, give everybody a little background about you so they understand really what your, what your expertise is, because when they understand how you've helped so many big businesses and so many people with this, different way of coming across with their ideology and their repositioning of their mindset. You're, you're not like, you're not, none of this is wooey wooey. None of this is, Oh, well, you know, if I, you know, I build it, they will come kind of stuff. I mean, it is, it is scientific and uh, your clients are big names. And the reason why they're big names is because they, they follow this type of a process and thinking. So mention that real quick so people can get a better understanding. Sure, sure. Well, my background is in neuroscience. I mean, that's where I, I, I started out owning a fitness club and studying the mind-body connection before that was even cool. And um, I was so enamored with it because I would watch my clients, you know, that played in the NHL and whatnot, and, and they would just become these rock stars on the ice and, and in their given sport that really you couldn't attribute to anything on a physical level. You had to be coming from somewhere. So I became so enamored with that. And, 
and um, as I moved forward in my life, I became a coach and a professional speaker, and, and I love to travel, so I connected that with traveling around the world, and I developed a proprietary system for business leaders to help them grow their companies, and basically just took it on the road, 17 countries in the last 20 years. So it's a very interesting creation that I've put together. You know, it's, it's, it's all the pragmatic business um, systems and processes and tools and visioning, and it's all of that with a secret sauce of neuroscience. How do we get past our old patterns mm-hmm. of lack? And I swear, there's an addiction to poverty. And and it's It's championed as being... It's true, and it's championed as being... That makes you a good person, and there's nothing... See, when I I was going on this journey of, like, how do I bring mindset and emotional intelligence and all of that, how do I bring that into my coaching, one of the biggest divisions I saw was that there was um, an erroneous belief, a false premise that to be spiritual meant to be broke. And nothing could be further from the truth. If any of the listeners have ever read Think and Grow Rich or studied Dale Carnegie's rendition of of how he developed his empire. If you look at any of these captains of industry that are, were basically entrepreneurs, you know, that figured it out and looked at what the market needed and what the people needed and delivered it, they rode the wave of spiritual intelligence. And this is the big piece here is that We've been missing the awareness that there is a spiritual intelligence. When you step into business, you are creating something with an unseen force. And when you create with that unseen force, some people call it God, some people call it the universe, you can call it what you want to call it, I'm not here to judge or determine what that needs to be, I'm here to ask you to start tuning into it. Because you, you, the listener, the business owner, you are a portal for that unseen force to move through into a physical, measurable, tangible form. When you get that, you will never doubt your ideas or your goals or your objectives. That's power. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's something. So it, it's scientific, right? You mentioned that when you have a, uh, a neuroscience background, neuroscience engine, neuroengineering institute, right? That's a science oriented. Um, it would make sense to teach this in schools to younger children you know, high school, and then maybe even college. You know, I'm not sure what they're, you know, you're talking, you know, 50, 60, 70 thousands of dollars. And I'm sure they don't learn this. I think that it's probably something more valuable than the uh, false 
critical race theory, you know, because if you're talking about a critical right. race, it's called the human race. There's no theory. It's fact. Okay. Lesson over. Done. Next. You know what I mean? Let's, let's talk about something that matters. Let's teach people something that matters so they can actually benefit their lives and be successful in many different aspects, business and personal. So do you think, do you think that they don't want you to know about this, Deborah? I think they don't. Well, I speculate on that. I think that it's already in us. It's what we come to the planet knowing. There is an unfortunate or fortunate, depending on your parents and your environment, uh, programming that takes place between zero and seven that creates the model of the world that that child lives and then it just becomes about repetition and those repetitions of patterning become the habit or the expectation of life. So in the school system, the school system initially was created as a babysitter so the parents could go to work and then it got, there was an under an awareness again, I use that word again, there was an understanding that you could actually program these children to follow rules, to become soldiers, to not question, to become workers. You know, one of the biggest problems that Henry Ford had with um, the Think and Grow Rich original manuscript, actually it was Henry Ford's wife, was that um, it would teach the workers they didn't have to work for someone else, that they would be independent, that they would be sovereign and they would be able to create their own businesses. And so the Ford factory would lose their workers. Now, isn't that really what you see wherever information is withheld from people? It's Mm -hmm. never because it's to protect them. It's to control them. It's to limit them. And what is the greatest limitation? It's not money. It's not any resource. The greatest limitation is not believing in yourself, not knowing your power. Yeah, I like that. Say that again. I think that's important for people to hear that one more time. Yeah, Yeah. so the greatest limitation is not whether you have enough money or who raised you, because you can get over who raised you. You know, you can grow up and take charge of your life. The greatest limitation is not believing in yourself. Because when you, when, you know, when you know the connection in your heart with your God force or with God, whatever, again, whatever, I don't care what label you want to give it, when you tune into that daily and you align with that, you are formidable. You have no fear. You have no lack. You have no doubt. You have no low self-esteem or self-worth. You're formidable. You become unstoppable. So anytime information is withheld from people, it's not to protect them ever. That's a lie. It's to keep them from knowing their power because what are you going to do? And we're experiencing it now. It's happening. 
people are waking up to realize, hey, I don't catch diseases. I don't have to rely on someone to feed me. The big accountability that's happening with individuals that are waking up is that they're realizing that whatever they think and dwell on and focus on and believe is what their life looks like. Yeah, that is totally true. You know, you, you know, if you want to call it manifest, you can, right? And uh, what you uh, what you think and what what's the quote? Hang on a second. I, I, I used to say this every day. Give me give me one second. I gotta look. I gotta look over from away from the <laughs> microphone. Bear with me one second. All right. Uh, what you think and what you feel and what manifests is always a match every single time, no exception. Abraham oh. Hicks. Esther Hicks. Always. So um, it's uh, it's right on there. So you know what? Um, when you were talking about, I want to just go back real quick because you when you were talking about the kids, and you were talking about uh, information being withheld, you kept using the word program, right? You're programmed, mm-hmm. programmed. That's not really a positive word. When someone's programming you, it means that they're almost like brainwashing you to think a certain way, to be a certain way. And when you're using language to describe this other way, it's more positive words where you're, you know, yeah. you're, you're, you're looking at things from a different way. You're becoming a, a, I don't know if you want to, when people say enlightened, you know, you're always thinking like what spiritual sense where it's, you know, somebody's driving around a VW bus. <laughs> you know, like, you picture like, know. The, you know, the granola, the granola guy with the Birkenstocks living in Oregon, being enlightened. And it's really not that. It, it is actually much more scientific. It's more modern. And it really, like you're talking about, applies to your business. Because if you can eliminate that great, the greatest limitation, uh, you can accomplish anything. And anything. if you, and if you don't believe Deborah, and you're, and you're not believing what I'm repeating, right? Just look at all the successful people that have actually made something amazing happen. That's what they did. They followed this method. And they tell you that. Like, if you listen to some of these experts or you read their books or you watch them on a show, the ones that are no longer here, you can, you know, watch old footage or you read some of their books. But even the ones that are, that are here now that are active, they all say the same thing. And mm-hmm. uh, so there's something to this. Right. But yet we push back when it, we push back because we get used to what we're used to, which is kind of one of our worst traits. And um, we just love to beat ourselves up and then we can't move forward because we're, we're creating all this in our brain. Right. We're, it, it's all in our head. It's not real, Deborah. Yeah. Well, on it's actually it's actually in the cellular structure of your body because the mind, the brain is in the skull and it's just a the brain is just a. Uh, transmission and receiver. It's like the antenna on your, back in the day on your TV, you know. It's the mind. So the mind is in every cell of the body. And it's a chemistry. It's an energy. It's an intangible. And you, that's how you make yourself ill, you see, is you go against the, um, the God force that's, that's running your cells. And when you do that, then energetically your cells start to shut down so you know we have an immune system so what you basically do is you start to attack the immune system with your negative thinking and your fear and your doubt and then the immune system gets worn out and then it starts to be depleted 
and then pretty soon it can't fight stuff off. That's how you get disease. And I know, you know, the medical industry probably isn't going to want to hear me say this, but I'm sorry. It's the no, truth. Of course not. And, no, you know, God, you no. just have to start to take charge and be accountable to what you allow yourself to think about because what you think about, you bring about. Yeah, and that's something that we all, I'm sure there was a moment. Let's just, you know, let, let everybody just do this little example for me. Play along, play along. So in the past, let's say, in the, over the weekend, between yesterday and today, was there something that you got into a groove with? You got into something that was positive. You were thinking about maybe being proactive. It, I mean, it doesn't matter what category. And then all of a sudden things, while you were in that frame of mind, while you were at that vibration, while you were at that plane, right? Not airplane, but plane, think math. Um, did things start to flow the right way? Did all of a sudden, you know, you got a good email or you know, there was an idea or something happened because you started pushing, the, you know, your direction and your thought process there? You know, it's almost like what they say with gratitude. What you're giving more gratitude, more gratitude comes to you. And then all of yeah. a sudden, let's just say, so things were going great. Things were going great. And then something triggered, I hate using that word trigger, but something happened and maybe uh, something was wrong with the computer or you, know, you walked across the room, you stubbed your toe or something stupid, like somebody left a spoon in the sink and you got angry. And then all of a sudden, some of the bad things just started happening. Not bad, like, like uh, you know, traumatic, but uh, you got a bad, you got a bad, the email didn't go as well as you kind of thought or something else transpired or somebody canceled an appointment or mm-hmm. whatever. And it's like you've set that in motion. And here's the problem, Deborah, and I do it myself. Uh, we all know these things. And maybe we didn't learn it in school, but at some point between age, whatever, when we got out of the brainwashing world and we were on our own and we became free thinkers, let's just pretend we, um, we figured this out or we found out about it. Or we had a conversation. We saw a show. We did something. We stumbled across somebody like you who just, you know, shared it. And uh, we started using it. It was great. But then why don't we, what, what, I forget to do it all the time. Well, I'll get in a, in a track where I get in that little bit negative squirrel. You know what I mean? The, uh, the sure. monkey, you know, the, the monkey in your head or whatever that monkey phrase, monkey, in, it's not a monkey on the back. It's the, the noise in your head. Monkey mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. There. You're the, that's why you're the expert. I'm, I'm just here rattling <laughs> stuff off. I'm just, yeah, I'm just repeating what I heard. I'm, all, you know, I'm just a parrot. I'm just a parrot. So um, how, do we, how do we pull ourselves out quickly? Or how do we start the day in that flow? And then is it almost like do we have to put, a, I don't want to say post-it, because if you looked at my desk and saw all these post-its, um, that, one more post that's not going to help me remember to do it. What, what do we do and how do we get into this pattern? Because I, I just want people to realize all of these successful people that I've mentioned and that Deborah has mentioned, uh, not their names, but you, you know who I'm talking about. Um, they said that this is something that becomes a habit and they're doing it all the time. That's why they constantly are on top. Uh, let me so tell you, how, first of all, how do we do that? This, uh, yeah, I'll give you the answer and I'm going to, I'm going to ask, I'm going to, speak to a few things you said because I think I'm going to give you the answer in a minute and on the path to that I'm going to speak to a few things you said because it will set the tone for the answer so first of all it's not a habit it's a lifestyle Uh, and I've been saying this for a long time 
Yeah. It is. You, have, you, you choose it. You choose it. And I used to have this saying back in the day when I taught um, NLP certification seminars. You could say Every what day, that is, NLP, because that's what they reference NLP to is, these experts. Uh, yeah, it's neuro-linguistic programming. It's how to repattern your mind. It's actually a, a really colossal communication tool, um, but I digress. So I, I can definitely go through that with you someday on the show if you want to do that. Um, so first of all, you have to decide to decide. You know, just to decide, if you just say to yourself before you go to bed at night, which, by the way, the last five minutes before you go to sleep determines the quality of your next day. So whatever you focus on those last five minutes before you nod off is, you know, so if you're watching a horror movie or the news or fighting with your spouse or thinking about how you lost that big deal that day before you fall asleep, then that sets the tone for how you wake up tomorrow. So, you know, we start to get into these little repatterning tools and it's first thing first is to decide to decide. So you make a decision that you're going to make a decision about your life and you're going to stick to it and you're going to hold yourself to it. And you can do this. For all of you people that think you can't do this, you can totally do this. Maybe you have to make this decision over and over and over until you finally accept it. I don't know. Everybody has a different, everybody responds differently to this because we all have different layers of pain and suffering that we're holding on to, you know? So you have to make a decision that you're going to decide to love yourself and, and treat, your, treat your life and yourself and your business as, they're, as if they're sacred. Because you can make anything sacred by declaring it so. And you, it's time for people to make themselves sacred, that you actually matter enough that you're going to take care of yourself. You're going to take care of yourself through the thoughts you let yourself entertain, the emotions you let yourself experience, and you're going to actually be present. You're going to be present in the things that you do during the day and you're going to send your feelings out and you're going to test people and opportunities and deals and clients. You're going to test them with your feelings to see if the feeling you get back raises you up or brings you down. And then you stay out of this poverty mindset that you you just got to do that deal because there isn't anything better, which is ridiculous. There's always something better. You see, that's that whole poverty addiction thing that, you know, I mentioned to you. So how do you, how do, you do this? Well, it's really about focusing on what you want. You know, I used, to, I used to do personal breakthrough sessions with clients years ago, and it would take me, you know, like 20, 30 hours to help somebody repattern their, their reality, their current way of relating to life. And then and then they would, you know, have something like, to your point, trigger them down the road, and, and then we'd have to do some more work. And it's so much easier, instead of trying to clean out the junk, to focus on what you want. When you, just, when you I say you because I mean you as in people, like... Like you understood, you, this, in parentheses. Yeah. So you're, what you want to do is you want to care enough about how you feel that you will not allow the luxury of a single negative thought. And you keep building that muscle, because it's no different than a pair of biceps or, or, you know, like that saggy tricep you get that after you wave your arm, it keeps going. You can tighten like, that baby up. Too, I have. Doing some, <laughs> just by doing <laughs> some tricep workouts, right? 
I'm surprised you, you can't hear it through the microphone, yourself. Deborah. Right now, they can't hear them through the microphone. Because you're what? <laughs> My your lovely arm? arms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're funny. So you know, it's it's um, it really is about choosing, choosing, and people think they don't have choice. You have choice. You have choice every moment, and every moment that you make a positive choice, you're patterning yourselves to thrive. You want to know how to build up your immune system? Make positive choices. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we want our supplements in there because you need that. But For you sure. Can start. But that's a positive choice too, right? It is. It's making yourself healthy. And, you know, you could throw in some exercise. That would be awesome, right? But if you want a low-cost, low-effort, start with the brain. Start with so, yeah. the, your thoughts. That's, that's your, that's your low-hanging fruit. No cost, little effort. And you could do it by laying in bed. <laughs> You don't even have to pick up something heavy. That's so the start best there, place to do it. The best place to do it is that twilight before sleep and those first few seconds before all the chatter. Now, I want to say something else because I promised I'd give another tip. So the ease of this, if, you, if you're listening and you have a pen and paper, I want you to write some words down. So become aware. Become aware of your greatness by the way you talk to yourself, by the way you take care of yourself. Your self-talk is everything. You know, we live and die by the quality of our self-talk. And understanding that everything is about repetition. Everything is about repetition. So pattern ourselves through repetition. And those triggers that Michelle was mentioning are a real emotional thing. We call them an S-E-E, Sam, Edward, Edward. Significant emotional event. So when you have a significant emotional event, especially if it's trauma, then that, that emotion is literally a trigger and it lives in the energy of your cells. And then because we experience life through our senses, we hear things, we see things, we smell things, we taste things, we touch things and feel them tactile, we intuit things, and then we have a self-talk. That's how we relate to life. So all you have to do is hear an old song from back in the day, and it can trigger either a good feeling or a bad feeling, depending on what that experience was. So we build up these patterns of feeling and thinking and they take over our lives and we we don't notice them you know we become unconscious of them like you want to pick something up from the store after work but you find yourself in the driveway and you didn't do it you just went into an unconscious behavior and you just drove home the same old way it's an it's a human experience you know so if you want to have a new one you just have to focus on it and somewhere between three times, seven times, and 21 times. So three repetitions, seven repetitions, 21 repetitions. Somewhere in there, you're going to have built up enough bandwidth that that new pattern of thinking or feeling or self-talk or behaving or all the above becomes a new habit. It's that easy to repattern yourself. People just don't know that. 
All right, let's make it simple for people because I want to make this so yeah. easy that everybody listening uh, is going to be able to do it as soon as they finish the segment or the show. So yep. is there a phrase that you can create right now so they can they can end their day with that certain phrase and plug in certain you know words or a topic or something they want to focus on and then they could start their day that way and they can end their day so then they can kind of see some results quickly and they don't have to necessarily be too creative and then once they see that result you know it's like when you first lose a few a couple pounds and your pants fit a little bit better you're like okay i'm into this now so we want to tease them right. with a with a quick result. Remember, we have no attention span, and we need instant gratification. Um, everybody, if you don't have your pen and paper out, you know, of course, I hope that you have your common sense caps on. Take them out now. She's gonna she's gonna come up with something brilliant, and I'm ready to go. Yep. So the easiest is, I am so happy and grateful. Dot dot dot, and you could put anything in there you want. You could say, I'm so happy and grateful that today, I'm trying to think of the best way to do this. I'm so happy and grateful that today I was able to hear the birds chirping. Let's keep it simple. Unconditional. Let's not relate it to the acquisition of any materialism. That's another conversation. Let's just go to the basics. Today I am so happy and grateful that I was able to do my work, that I was able to go for that walk, that I was able to call up my, my mom or my dad and say I love you. Keep it really simple. Because as you develop this muscle, I swear to you, it's a muscle. It comes with practice. As you develop the muscle, then you can put in there future stuff. You know, I am so happy and grateful that my income just tripled this month. And it will show up. But it's about cultivating belief in yourself. I I swear to you, Michelle, I've been coaching all kinds of people all over the world for years and years from multimillionaires, a couple billionaires, CEOs, mom-pop shops. There's like this epidemic of low self-worth. You've got to teach yourself to believe in yourself. And then self-worth, just so, you know, maybe somebody's version of self-worth was they're just, you know, they're they're angry, they're hating themselves, but yet there's other self-worth, the low self-worth by not, taking care of yourself from a health standpoint. So you might think that you're awesome and you don't necessarily have negative thoughts about you personally, but if you're not taking the simple steps to make sure that you have a healthy lifestyle, that's a reflection of how you feel about your own self-worth in a whole different way. So these little things that are actually big things are contributing to it. You might not even realize that. Or if there's certain things that you're doing in your business, even though you're being you're you're doing well, but you know you could be doing better, that it really mm-hmm. is a reflection of your self worth because you know that you should not be doing that, or you you know maybe it's just the way that you're you in communication with people. I mean, I'm, I'm making kind of broad statements I know. here because I just That's want people though. to realize that the, just self worth doesn't mean that you hate yourself. Does it mean that you think you're a bad person? 
there's so many other things that contribute to it, which if you're using that thought process and then saying, why aren't things working for me? Because I think I do, I am good at what I do and all that. But if you're almost canceling yourself out on the other side, right, which is by Mm -hmm. just not Mm -hmm. necessarily taking yourself care of yourself from a health standpoint, you can't achieve the things that, that Deborah has been discussing for the past 30 minutes, 35 minutes, because that might be the obstacle. And you might think, wow, I didn't even think about that. So that's my light bulb moment right now. Am I on to something, Deborah? I'm looking at the clock, 136. Um, and I'm, I want to, I got to still talk. Well, let's, let's, let's ride it to 140, and then I'll do my okay. censorship stuff at, uh, once I finish with the 2 o'clock guest, because it's important that people hear these real stories on how Linktree and YouTube have censored uh, me. And then, of course, Dr. Shiva got censored on Twitter. And that's really an incredible insight is what's going on. So comment on what I just shared about my light bulb moment there. Am I on to something? Totally are. Totally are. And I think, you know, what needs to be said is, is that to be really gentle with yourself. And listen, I can, I can tell you, I'm probably one of the people that's most hardest on, like, myself. You know, I... I just am always going after it and to be better and to create more and, and all that. And, you know, sometimes it comes from a place of lack and limitation and other times it comes from a place of feeling formidable and unstoppable. And the, the wisdom to know the difference really is the spiritual maturity, you know, when you really get to know yourself and you can recognize the difference between What's driving the bus? Like, why am I going after this? Why am I talking down to myself? Why am I criticizing myself? Why am I making myself wrong? Is, is that the best way to work or, or move beyond this current situation? And, and it never is. It never is. And, you know, sometimes we just get raised by, by people that that's how they do it. You know, I think I think most of us had parents that were broken that, just passed on that brokenness and we have to we have to find our way through it and we can now you see we can because when I first started on this journey Michelle I was in my late 20s and and I just had no idea that the paradigm other than the one I was living that there were others that there were other possibilities so that was my first shake-up but learning to be gentle with myself along the path of life as I went through the experiences and I've had some hard times, you know, there was a point where I was like homeless for three years living in motels. Like I know what it's like to struggle and suffer. And I'm here to tell you that knowing what I know now and to be on the other side of that, suffering is an option. It's not a for sure. And this is my message to all these business owners. You know, we're given this, this narrative that business is hard most businesses fail, and it's, that doesn't have to be the case either. When you are a business owner, your first responsibility is for you to get into alignment with you because if you're, if you're fragmented, meaning you have one foot in fear and doubt and one foot in inspiration and passion, you're split. You're split energy. Your job every day is to get up and meditate before you talk to anybody and you put any fires or handle any issues or try to lead your team, get up in the morning and meditate and get yourself into alignment with you. 
because then the business will thrive. See, I see business different than most people do. I see business as a portal, as a tool, as a pathway, uh, as a canvas for us to express our talents and our gifts on and with. I don't see it as this thing that you have to struggle. But I've trained myself to see it differently. Because, you know, when we talk about programming, why is it so hard to reprogram yourself? We and make we, it hard. You know, earlier on, well, we, we make, make it, it hard, hard because the world That's is, what they told has us. been. They told I know. us. And we follow. We got programmed. We got programmed, and now we are... We're tired, we're exhausted, we don't want to be programmed anymore. And then we find somebody like you who tells us all these things, and then we go, my God, it's easy, and I tried it, and I see results, and things change. Um, Deborah, it's 140. Um, give your, uh, I do want to let everybody know that if you want to hear more, Deborah and I did an, an incredible d- deep dive on the science of propaganda, which is about business and everything we've been talking about today. That's episode 195. Episode 195, she comes on at like the 1248 mark, and we went for an hour. Uh, It (laughs) is fascinating. It is fascinating. It is something that will apply to what's going on at current events and, of course, your business. So I encourage everybody to listen to that. You can go to our homepage, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com, or listen on your favorite podcast player. Um, Deborah, give your website, and then we'll we'll schedule another uh, longer session with you to to cover this, because I'm going to start doing it, and then we can talk about the results. Yeah, let's play with it. You know, you don't have to take my word for it. You can trust yeah, you yourself. <laughs> yeah, you can try. Yeah, so. don't take my word for it. Just do it. Do it. All right. Yeah. Website, my dear. So, okay. So, website, N-E-I-M-I-N-D dot com. So, N is in Norman, E is in Edward, I is in India, and then the word mind dot com. And um, Instagram, N-E-I, the number four, change. Definitely jump on there. My... Um, YouTube channel has like over 200 free coaching videos, so it's oh. uh, it's under the same name, Neuroengineering Institute. I love to put out free content. You know, I'm on a mission to help people wake up and claim their power and and be sovereign. That's what you're here on the planet to do. Yeah, it's time, time. So people it's need to follow time. her, check her out, go to her website, and of course, all of the guests' websites are listed in the show notes. You just click on their organization, their company, or their little brief write-up, and it's in blue, you know, linked blue, and it takes you right to their website. So, Deborah, thank you so much again, and that was the inspiration I think I needed, and as I mentioned, the light bulb went on, so um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to start today. I'm going to start today. Make sure you get on for next month, my dear. I can't believe it's uh, I will do. All right. God bless everybody. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Deborah Peters. Ah, Such a smart lady. All right. It is 142. I'm two minutes behind schedule. I need to bring on my next patriotic soapbox guests and we are keeping it in arizona today everybody because this is the hot spot this is where everything is going on every time you turn on anything it's all arizona arizona for good and for bad reasons as we mentioned earlier today doug douchey not a fan not a fan of him or now what's going on in scottsdale uh, our mayor i had no idea our mayor was the same as doug douchey okay we got to come up with a nickname for him now not a big deal. I'll work on that today. So my next guest is Kim Miller. She's the founder of Arizona Women of Action. They're reviving American freedoms in education, culture, and the public square by engaging in critical issues and providing clear, effective, take-action items so you can make a difference. Audience, big round of applause for Kim Miller.
Miss K. Hey, Miller, I love. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Good. How are you? I am good. I am good. I'm I'm in Fuego today. It took me a little bit to get back into the swing of things. I was off the mic for a couple of days, and you think that I was yeah, I forgot <laughs> I forgot what to do, but that's all right. We're back on track. <laughs> and it's just that there's so much stuff going on, and and I was preparing for the show. And there were so many things I wanted to share with everybody that I couldn't even begin to get it all in and then make sure that every guest has all of their appropriate time. So um, uh, you want to chat Arizona? Well, first of all, let's do this. A little bit about you and okay. uh, a little about the organization, and then let's hit it hard what's going on. As I did mention earlier, our little problem in Scottsdale, which I'm sure you are, you are well aware of the recent little flare-up. You know, it's like all little flare up. I've actually, I need, I'm not exactly. I was out of town too. I had my son got married. So now I'm trying to get back in the swing, but I had not heard about the Scottsdale mayor today. This is something happened today. Oh, well, it's, uh, today is when it started to, well, it started to circulate on Friday because I'm a precinct committee man and I get the Mm -hmm. uh, newsletter for LD 23, LD 23 which I encourage everyone to become mm-hmm. a precinct committee man. You, you're one too, right? Aren't you a precinct committee man? I am man? too. I just, I just got approved, so I'm excited. LD28. <sighs> yeah. Okay. The bad one, but that's all right. You guys are going to change it. You're going to bring, <laughs> you're going to bring freedom, liberty, right. and people who actually uh, care about this country and, of course, the um, citizens yes. uh, and the way it's supposed to be as opposed to the McCainites that are running it uh, with their illegal tactics. But we've talked about that before mm-hmm. on platforms, mm-hmm. so I won't dwell. Mm-hmm. I won't dwell on the facts there. But anyway, we get our mm-hmm. newsletters, and it mentions something that there is this hotel at Scottsdale Road in Mountain View, right there in the heart that of one. Central yes. Scottsdale. Yes, I so am the, totally uh, aware of that. Yeah, yeah. so that is what the, we have a the, rally. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a rally today. That's why I figured you you knew about the rally. I didn't mention the rally in the beginning because I kind of ran out of time, and I I just wanted to get to the facts of what's going on, that they're going to mm-hmm. make this basically a turnstile. So every 48 hours, they're going to flip new bodies, 1,200 new bodies, flipping in and out. And then they're going to send them to the airport, which, you know, they don't need driver's license. They don't need anything, a piece of paper. They just pin it to their shirt and says, you know, mm-hmm. I am whatever. And then the location, and then they're going to fly them to East Coast cities. So, of course, as we keep reminding people, every town is a border town. And uh, hello, mm-hmm. Scottsdale. Now, uh, look what you have mm-hmm. in your neighborhood. And this is not uh, good. Not good. This oh, is not absolutely. safe. This is not safe. No, you're absolutely right. I just didn't know. Uh, I didn't hear what the governor said. Or, I mean, not the governor, but the mayor. I didn't know there oh, was a... Well, you um, want to hear the quote? You want to hear the quote? Because yeah. somebody put it in the email, and it was an email from him. So the full email uh, is... Uh, I, and I didn't... There was some of the email part. Was, it wasn't that interesting. But here's what he said. Here, the mayor of Scottsdale, right, David Ortega... Okay. He apparently thinks this is totally awesome. He said, remember, you were once an alien. This is what he wrote to the guy who wrote him an email saying, you know, basically what's going on. Remember, you were once an alien. Anyone living, working, or visiting Scottsdale will be treated with respect and dignity. And I said, well, most Americans weren't aliens, Dave. And uh, what about treating the legal tax-paying citizens of Scottsdale Mm -hmm. and, of course, their family members with a little dignity and respect? Mm -hmm. So, mm-hmm. as, as, I, as I mentioned earlier, the, the problem, once again, is these elected elite politicians who literally don't care about us, we the people. They don't right. care about anything that has to do with the rule of law. 
and there is a exactly. larger agenda to this calculated plan of this mass infestation invasion, as Sheriff Mark Lamb mm-hmm. called it, of the border. And um, absolutely, you know, we're expected to have five million, five million uh, illegal aliens oh. by the end of the year, based on the statistics from one of the sheriffs that. Uh, we were talking about during episode 216. Um, so that's, uh, you know, of course, they don't want you to hear those numbers. But um, you want to right. comment about any of that right. and what your organization is yeah. doing um, uh, about that? Yeah. Absolutely, kind of yeah. <laughs> Sorry. This is, no, no, I'm so glad you, you brought me up to speed on his comment. I had not heard that. But, yes, we were aware of, the, of this hotel, and apparently this is one of many of these hotels that are going oh, yeah. on or being used. I mean, it's just uh, it's mind-blowing how we're now finding out these things that are happening, and, and, and it all comes down to control. It's like you said. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really they don't care about the, the citizens or the, the legal immigrants, the people who, yes, of course, we were all at some point aliens somewhere, you know. I mean, that's just life, but we are citizens of this of this amazing country and what has made this the place everybody wants to come to is being dismantled by these people who want to use it for power and they don't care about you know if if they get their way it's it's all going to become like venezuela so you know they don't seem to want to think beyond first first stage um it's like thomas Sowell talks about first stage thinking you know that that's as far as they go and it's really just about power and what sounds good or feels good rather than what does good and um, we see the the destruction going on in our cities and, and all across this country. And actually, ironically, if they really do care about these people, then they would have a secure border because it would mm-hmm. it would stop so much of this this human trafficking and, and the drug cartels and everything that is just pouring in and damaging all of those those immigrants, those dear people. I don't blame these people for wanting to come here, but us just having a wide open door is actually causing those people to be victimized and, and abused. And then that is bringing them in here where we just don't have the capacity to take care of all these people. We need we to take care of our own people. We, we don't have the resources. People. We don't have it. Exactly. We don't have, we, we've we've got homeless veterans. We've got homeless people. Veterans, adults. Yeah. We've got homeless kids. We've got people. We've got nonprofit organizations that aren't even getting the funding that they were, according to one of our guests, who, uh, Kay, uh, Kay McDonald, who deals with nonprofits all the time. She said a lot of their funding was cut, but yet they're throwing literally yeah. trillions of dollars at these organizations to bring over all of these illegals. And then, of course, you know, it's, the whole border is run by the cartels. So you, you right. they have to pay a certain amount of money, certain, and it's in thousands of dollars, guys. It's not like you know, here's a twenty, oh, let me in. Thousands. Have you seen and, America's Forgotten, the movie that uh, the documentary no. that was done by? Have you seen that? Oh no, I have not. It's shocking. I oh my gosh, it uh, was made by a woman who's an um, an immigrant from India. She's a, a citizen, I believe, but she's Indian. But she did this film thinking she was going to just track the plight of these these poor refugees who are wanting to come in and she was blown away by what she saw and realized that it takes thousands and thousands of dollars to be able to get in here. And the people who truly are poor, they've interviewed them in Mexico and in India. People are coming over from India. I mean, I had no idea and Pakistan and they're Hopefully paying, like six, you know, in countries. India. they're flowing oh, in. Yeah. And there's, there are signs that, you know, it, it basically costs about 70,000 to get, you know, from India in here. And I think it's something like around 20, 25,000 from Mexico. Where are these people getting this money? And a lot of them are 
uh, people who they're not the poorest of the poor, like what we all thought. So it's a great movie. It's a documentary, and I think it's even on Amazon. It's called America's Forgotten. Um, I believe that's the name. But anyway, I think it's a Salem um, uh, movie. But, um, yeah, because they, they advertise on the radio I, station, on Salem Radio I for think that. It so, is. yeah, that's the connection. Know, yeah, it's the same one. And I know she was interviewed by Dennis Prager as well, who I follow. And just it's so it's such a powerful, um, you know, interview and a powerful movie because she is a woman who doesn't consider herself necessarily conservative, but she's just looking at the facts. And that's what, you know, really to get back to Arizona Women of Action, we're trying to get people who are just who care about freedom and care about the rule of law and what is right. And just whether you are a classical liberal, you could be a, a Kennedy liberal and they don't realize we want them to understand that they have a lot more in common with conservatives than, than they do the left. Um, the left is not anyone's friend. It's really, it's, it's for the elite. The only people who are winning in this are the people in, in power at the very top mm-hmm. and the, the average citizen, the average worker um, small, mid-sized businesses, uh, they, they do not have a friend on the left, and that's who's taken over the Democrat Party. And, of course, we're patriot freedom lovers who are mainly, we are um, really staunchly uh, conservative Republicans, but we're also trying to open the door for libertarians or independents who many, I have a lot of friends from college who have always thought of themselves as Republicans, and then over the years, because of a lot of the brainwash in, in universities, we were told that we were just being so, um, you know, thoughtless to be to be conservative, which is a complete lie. But mm-hmm. then they used to say, well, I'm, a, I'm an independent. Well, okay, but now they're not realizing that what they've done is they've bought into, you know, a whole mindset that just is not based on fact. And now now the country is really suffering for it. Um, and so everybody's more interested in how do I look to my friends and is the virtue signaling and all that, that's dragging people away from what's true. So we're just going, Hey, let's get back to what's real. What's freedom. What has freedom done for people? Let's stand up for it again, stand up and be proud as Americans and what we have accomplished and quit buying into this America hating mindset that is pure Marxism. And we have to open up our minds and understand what it, what is this is stemming from. So we started back, gosh, this was mainly a group of just average women who were either career women. A lot of us have careers where a lot of us are our moms. I happen to have five kids, and I used to be in media sales years ago um, and just, you know, had, had my kids and always cared a lot about what was going on with, you know, I've always been patriotic. Um, didn't really get that involved, especially not at the local or state level until recently, until I saw everything kind of falling apart. And I finally woke mm-hmm. up and said, you know, oh, I got to get involved. I can't just, what am I, I'm complaining on a text chain with a, a bunch of other women. And one of my dear friends, Robin Snyder started, uh, she added me to a text chain she was on a lot of Scottsdale moms. And um, she's very involved in just trying to get the word out with, with this, this hotel and everything else. Um, but she and these other friends, were about eight of us on this check chain right in the middle of the summer. And we're, we're starting to share information with each other. Like, wow, did you know this is going on down at City Hall? They're going to the, the BLM mural is, is they're proposing to put that in front of our uh, city hall or things like that. And we all went, wait a minute. So we figured out what to do, sent out links to contact and get on the the um 
you know, the city council meeting, and uh, we, that's just one example of many. And I just started watching these women go, oh, my gosh, these are just – they're just doers. They're women who have been involved in their careers and their kids' schools and all of this, and they're finally saying, okay, they're rolling up their sleeves. What can I do? So I said, let's just talk to some people around Phoenix and see if, you know, who's involved in politics. How can we catch up now? It's like we have to mm-hmm. uh, do a quick, you know, Arizona – politics 101 so we get geared up and, and understand what what is the process like how do we start to engage in legislation how do we help get good candidates um, and how do we start to have a voice in our schools like we we, we should have um, and and how do we speak to cultural issues that we care about so we just started meeting and now we have I mean, we sent out an email and that was basically it went from a text to an email here's some things you can do this week since all of us are out there engaged, we just said, let's find the best information, the most um, effective actions so that we do some homework. And we know all these other busy women who don't have time maybe to research and make sure that they have their, all their facts straight. But if we can help to solidify that and get it out to you. So if you have five minutes or five hours this week, you can have effective action. You can know you are part of the solution and not just the silent, you know, complaining group of women who are, you know, we're just maybe ranting on our Facebook or our text chains, but we're not actually doing anything. We don't want to be that. And we're not luncheon, you know, ladies going to luncheons just to make contacts. If we have an event, there's going to be action connected to it. <laughs> we want to make things happen. We, we're, we're tired of all of that. And I love this group of women. And now from, you know, eight people, now we have over 1,400 women oh. getting our emails every week. So it's, it's really exciting to see these, these, and many of these, probably a majority, are women who have not been involved before in politics. We've got a bunch of hundreds of women signed up to be PCs. We've got oh, hundreds good. of women who've signed up to, to join the RTS system to make their voices heard on legislation. Um, we've got women who want to, you know, are considering running for school board. And other, we want men too. It's not like we're just saying we only want women. That's just kind of how we started. But um, if, we, if we have men getting our emails, then that's fine. In fact, I had a, a man call me and say, I, I want to start up a men, men of action group or something. And I said, well, okay. I'll tell you everything I know. Yeah. Boys, more, boys are welcome. Boys are welcome. Boys are welcome. We love men. Yeah. <laughs> but we're just, people have asked me that a lot. Why not, why not men? It's just that we just happen to be a group of women. And so we figured right. this is a, way, a place to start. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of what started it, how we, you know, are, are, we're centered on action and we, we focus on areas, the three kind of pillars are education, culture, and what we call the public square, which was just a way of encompassing uh, legislation as well as candidates, anything that has to do with public policy. It could even have to do with, you know, business and, um, you know, how to promote and protect good business policy and uh, good business practices and you know we're trying to develop our website and which is um azwomenofaction.com to have a resource page uh, where people can find links to different different great um you know websites or programs like yours and others as well as um you know of course local ones but even some national ones but then we're going to link to some ones that have lists of good businesses because um, we want to promote what's good. Um, we don't want our voice to be primarily about what we 
what we can't stand, what we're angry about, but about what is good. Because I feel like that's what my conviction as a Christian, too, is that if you raise up the light, that's what attracts people. That's what, um, you know, God just can move so powerfully when we are focused on, on good and the positive and, yes, call out what is wrong and what is sinful. But, um, but we, we are attractive when we're focusing on, on the light, I think. Yeah, and that's what so. has been missing from people's lives and, and culture and business is the whole God component. You know, they're trying to remove in God we trust. They're trying to remove the phrase Judeo-Christian values, as you mentioned, the, the lunatic left. And again, I always do encourage people on, on that are listening. When I say left and right, it has nothing to do with we the people. You're talking about left and right, right. is just the elected elites that are in charge. And they, I, they, they've gotten, they've blended yeah. together where they're no longer left and right. They work together. Okay. They're friends. You have a couple mm-hmm. people non, that, that are on the right, or if you want to call it the right, right? Because everyone's always putting labels on people and putting them in categories. If you want to talk mm-hmm. about the right, you got yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Okay. To be honest with you, she is pretty much one of the only people that is out there really voicing her opinion and standing up. I mean, we do have some good uh, house House uh, representatives here. I met uh, Paul Go- Congressman Paul Gosar mm-hmm. and Andy Biggs at the America First uh, event. They're going to be coming yeah. on the show. So they're good guys. I mean, she's obviously the most vocal. Yeah. But other than that, there's really not a lot. Uh, so, you know, that's what I want people yeah. to realize. It's literally all of them. And of course, what I call them the 13 Bigs, which is all the big companies, the big corporations, the big nonprofits, the big mm-hmm. groups, the big tech, all of those 13 against you and I, average regular people. And now we've got to go ahead and do something about it because we don't have a lot of time yeah. left. We've skipped over socialism. We are, we are one, we are two bills, a executive order and a filibuster away from complete Marxism where you can't, you can't go back. And you yeah. just go now. No, you're this right. is, this is bad. This is bad. Um, I'm at 201. Um, Kim, give your website and um, then I'm going to have you obviously back on the show because there's, you're local. We've, we've got to help and support one another. So um, give your website for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah, I would love to have more and more people sign up um, and get our emails every week and then get to our website. But you can go to our website and have uh, sign up for our emails and see what we have. We are building our website, so it's not completely done. But um, it's a great place to start. It's azwomenofaction.com is that and we're on instagram as well and we just started a telegram um channel as well so if they look up arizona women of action on telegram you can find us there for just a quick alert but you'll find most in our um our website and our emails every week you'll find out what's the most important and effective use of your time to defend and revive american freedoms yes everybody could start there and if you forget you just have to go look on our website on the take action tab right everybody all the all the resources and all the information all the shows everything take action tab go to everything homeresourceplatform.com and if you see right there you'll see must follow groups companies people individuals and uh corporate uh, corp- well, companies right and organizations mm-hmm. um kim's group is listed there they're one of our platinum partners so we're going to be working together with them. You'll see Arizona Women of Action. So you just have to click that graphic and uh, in case you can't remember and, and check out the other groups too. But we're, we're really supporting the local groups. So, Kim, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, uh, make sure you – I'll send you the link so you can jump on for next month, and then we'll talk about another special soapbox that session for you, my dear. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing what you're doing, Michelle, and for having us on.
Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for coming on. And uh, let's get this state back to where it needs to be. I don't think it was ever really where it needs to be. So we just got to fix the whole thing in general. But we'll we'll tackle that on the next show. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Peter. Have a good day and a good week. You too. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. So we are focusing on Arizona today. Arizona in Michelle's Patriotic Soapbox. And joining me now, we are three minutes over. So I hope she is patiently waiting. I see her in the queue. I see her in the queue. Miss Shelly Case, you know, she's going to correct me if I pronounced her last name wrong. She is the chairman of Pima County, Arizona's GOP, and she's also the founder of Red Roots, Arizona. And they're reuniting, or well, I should say they're uniting, reaching out and empowering like-minded citizens to return to the fundamentals of the Republican Party in America. And I know that she has a lot to share. She is one county away from us here in Mayor Corruption County, Pima County, the GOP chairman. What an honor it is to have her on the show. Audience, big round of applause. Do I want to call you well, Chairman Shelley? Thank you. Shelley Kite. Kite like night. Oh, Kite. Like night. Kite. K-A-I-A. Uh, kite like night. Good gotcha. afternoon, Michelle. How are you? I'm good. I'm in Fuego today. I'm, I'm connecting to my AZ peeps, which is what I, I want to kind of uh, focus a little bit for the next 30 days. I mean, obviously, I have my nation people, right, my nationwide special patriotic soapbox guests. But I want to throw in as many Arizona people as I can because we're at a critical point in this country. We're a critical point in uh, making and taking action to help Arizona, right? We, uh, we've got the audit. We've got a lot of other things going on. I don't know if you tuned in earlier. We were talking with Kim Miller, and uh, we were talking about uh, the cluster that's here in Scottsdale with the illegal aliens being in a, in a turnstile system where they're going to be all just, you know, they're hanging out here for 48 hours and boom, shipping them out to cities. You've got Doug, Doug Dushy, who's, you know, shutting down uh, 22 vetoes on bills and, uh, so I want to get a lot of Arizona groups, organizations, and good people like yourself on here to get the word out, the information. Then, of course, it's joined together June. So why not all come together and let's make some real stuff happen and, and get control of what's going on because it is out of control. Well, there is absolutely no doubt that it, it appears to be out of control. But let's just remember that right now, Arizona, all eyes are on Arizona. Everybody, the, every other 49 states is watching Arizona, watching the leadership of our Senate President Karen Fan, and the state senators as they continue with this, uh, this audit of our election. And I think that uh, we are at a very, very exciting time. I am all in on this. I, I have, you know, I've done a lot of audits in my day, and mm-hmm. uh, I just have a feeling we're going to see some very interesting findings. And, and, you know, today was a big day. Katie Hobbs just announced as a Democrat that she'll be running for governor. She's our oh, current secretary of state. <laughs> yep. Oh, my yep. God. And, I didn't know that I've been working yeah, think, on the show. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yep. At 12.38 today, I believe, she announced oh, that she'll be disaster. running for governor. Now, everybody needs to remember that Katie Hobbs is our Secretary of State that has bungled much of our elections, and uh, so now she wants to move on up, and what she's done to uh, the election, she wants to do to the whole state. So, uh, fortunately, the Republicans 
are going to have a strong bench of Republican candidates for governor, and we will be keeping the re- we will keep the uh, governorship, and we will most likely we're go- we have every intention of taking back the Secretary of State and oh, the gosh. Superintendent of Public Instruction, which uh, you know our schools are just an absolute disaster. We have an illegal immigrant crisis here in southern Arizona. I'm down in southern Arizona, so I'm just about 35, 40 miles north of the border. Oh, and wow. about, uh, probably about two miles from my office in Tucson, they have erected this huge tent city, which hmm. where they are uh, keeping the children. And it is, we have a border crisis. And I I know everybody that listens to you, Michelle, knows that we have a border crisis, but I just want to make sure that if anybody has heard that our border is closed, I want to assure you our border is not closed. And we have a crisis the likes of what we have, we've never seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's wide open. And you're talking about it up in Scottsdale. Oh yeah, they're 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 running them through a hotel, an empty hotel, and that's going to be an illegal alien detention center where they're just going to spin them around. And you've got up to twelve hundred every forty-eight hours because they're calling them. You know, these are the asylum, quote unquote, asylum seekers, and it is a it's just a processing center to ship them off to other parts of the country and distribute them to the states and the cities that they want to destroy. Um, because you know they can't handle it. People can't handle more bodies, and and, and regardless, you 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 can change the language. You can call it fancy words. It's an illegal alien. They want to call. They want to soften it and say migrants. No, that they, they they can't be here. There is a process to go through, and 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 because the the Biden entity, the regime, they want these open borders to get these bodies in here, and then there's a lot of people making money off of it. In addition to the cartels and the NGOs and the nonprofits, and then of course. You've got all these businesses, and they're all connected. A lot of them are connected to the politicians, which why don't you think, you know, and uh, I know that you're in a position, so there's not certain things you can't discuss. So, I'm, I, of course, I respect that, Shelley. I'm not going to make you discuss anything that you, that you might have another opinion, but you, you're, in a, in a, you're in a very high leadership position. So um, I don't want to push the envelope on certain things. Um, so don't, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go down any of those roads, but, uh, I just wanted to reiterate and make people really clear that, um, you know, this is a calculated move by, by the powers that be to have the, the, the gates wide open and flooded because that's what they want. They want the bodies in, they want the bodies in, but my, I'm very disappointed and governor Doug Dushi not doing anything to stop that because he, he can't and he's not. So there's a problem there. I'm not a fan of his. Um, full, and I don't need to say full disclosure. I mention it pretty much in every show. And it, it's nothing personal to him. It's just I don't. He's not, he's not doing something for the benefit of the citizens here or the state, uh, regardless if he's got an R or a D or an I or it doesn't matter. I don't. We don't. We, we don't care. People don't care about that. So what are you doing to help people here and, and protect this state? And it's just disappointing that he. He's not doing those things. I mean, can you even can you talk about that, or it's because of your position? Yes, you, you absolutely. Can't. No, okay. absolutely. It, so, as the chairman of the uh, Pima County Republican Party, my job is 
to work with the Republicans in Pima County and to make sure that we're building the party down here and addressing the issues, holding our elected officials accountable. That's another thing. So I just want to go back to this for a minute, though, because I think this um, illegal alien issue is a really big issue that applies to your, your global audience, Michelle. Anybody in the world needs to be hearing this. And that is that we've known about this for a very long time. We knew it was coming. I wrote an article back in 2014 that was <laughs> published by WorldNet Daily and, and Breitbart. And I, I, what I did is I went back and I looked at the federal budget. And our, at the time, our senators in Arizona were Senator McCain and Senator Flake. And so they voted they knew that we were going to have a surge on the border in 2014. And that was the the first surge that we really started talking about. And I walked back and I looked at all of the budget documents. And you really have to dig. You have to go because it starts at Health and Human Services. It goes down to the uh, Office of Children to the Office of Refugee Resettlement, you really had to drill down and find these numbers. So buried deep down in the budget, they had in there the justification of a significant increase in the budget because of an anticipated surge on the southern border from the northern triangle countries. They knew it was going to happen, and they voted for it. So what did Senator McCain or what did Senator Flake, what did they do to prepare Arizona or what did the senators in Texas do to prepare Texas for the surge that they were going to see on their border? And the answer is they threw a whole lot of money at it, a whole lot of federal money. And when you talk about that hotel in Scottsdale that's going to be turning over rooms, do you realize how much federal dollars they're getting for that? Now, you're sitting Mm -hmm. in Scottsdale, Arizona in the summer. Uh, How many visitors do they normally have when you're running 120-degree heat in Scottsdale? Not that much. But you know what? If we fill every one of those rooms and we get federal dollars for that, it's a boondoggle year. And if we're a state, and we declare a a national emergency, and the money is flowing into the state, it's a Mm -hmm. boondoggle year. It's a great year for finances when we're just printing this money in Washington and flowing it out to the state. But you know what? Somebody's going to have to pay the price. And I know I have kids, and uh, I don't have any grandkids, but boy, if I did, I'd be really worried about them. Uh, these are really big issues, the, the immigration crisis in Arizona, but the number one crisis in the United States today, the number one crisis is election integrity. Because if we yeah. can't count on our vote, if we can't count on our vote counting, there's no sense counting. You're, you're exactly and right. And we can't. We can't. It, it's it's. The amount of information that is out there by multiple parties in multiple states, you really can't deny that there was no election fraud. And if you choose to deny it, you're either part of the problem or you have an agenda to push something else. Because it's not just Mike Lindell in the films. It's not just, it's not just 
you know, the machines. It's not just the audit in Arizona. There's so many other states. There was unconstitutional laws that were that were passed that can't be done. You've got just the basics. You want to go back to the basics. You've got, oh, I don't know, dead people that voted, right? But in, in, in large yeah. numbers, that oh, would yeah. change it. You've got people that, I mean, um, one of our precinct committee man meetings, I'm in precinct committee, or I'm in legislative district 23 up here in, um, in the Scottsdale area, just so you know, um, chairman. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of our meetings, uh, Liz Harris was there. And she was talking about her canvassing efforts that started back after the election. And it was fascinating because uh, she was breaking down. She had about 36,000. Uh, she got a list of about 36,000. And they have these volunteers that, go, that went door to door to gather, you know, the information. And the, she said about a third. I don't have my notes in front of me because I, I don't know why I didn't think that we would talk about this particular portion. I just actually thought of it. Um, anyway, she about a third of people were no longer alive. A third lived mm-hmm. in uh, commercial uh, buildings, schools, vacant lots, P.O. boxes, and uh, like uh, churches, chickens, churches, which you can't. You can't be registered for a, uh, a commercial. It has to be at a house. You have to live in a house or an apartment or somewhere like a residential area. And then a third had anywhere from like two to 20 ballots sent to them. Um, and that was just her small canvassing of 36,000 people, it's a very small sample. Um, so that, you know, you had a lot of problems there, uh, that, um, that's tangible. Okay. That's something that you don't need to, you know, fancy, uh, analysis to do the machines. That's just, I mean, that's as, that's as blatant as two and two is four. Right. And that's not even Absolutely. including the phantom voters and the, Bobby Pitton, and then Dr. Frank that, out of Ohio, and then you've got um, Mark DePer- or Matt DePerno out in, in, in Michigan with all their different uh, abnormalities, and, and, and you're coming from a statistics and analysis background. So when you saw those, you must have went, you've got to be kidding me. It's, there, it's right there. It's, it's well, like, I started it's, looking it's more at the obvious. numbers. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean – you look for anomalies, and there were so many anomalies that it was really interesting. But, I mean, I think the thing that we really need to focus on, and when you're talking about your soapbox politics here, we've got a lot going on. But just look at what the Democrats are doing right now. The Democrats sent 70 attorneys right away into Arizona to try and stop the count. They weren't able to do that. And look at what they're doing now. Now they're coming out and they're saying, oh, the people that they have doing the count, they're not qualified, they're not competent, they're not reliable, they're not trustworthy. They're trying to spin the message to create a credibility issue. And, and one of the terms I always use, I always tell people, credibility is my currency. If I lose my credibility... I don't have, I'm not going to be able to make a living. And so what they're doing is they are trying to destroy the credibility of the people who are working on this audit. And I'll tell you, if they do that and we let them get away with it, we're making a a monumental mistake that we will never recover from as a country. And everyone, 
you know, that is, is your audience and all the audiences that are really looking at the facts of what's going on needs to get out and stop that conversation. We must defend the people. And, and our president, uh, Senator President Fan, who is the president of the Arizona Senate, uh, she is, is looking at bringing in a third person or third company, but we say third person disinterested party, to validate some of this. I, I mean, we must make absolutely sure because when this domino goes, when Arizona as a domino goes, so goes Georgia, Pennsylvania, uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, Nevada. It's going to go, and we're going to find out that our election was, was possibly so fraudulent that it can't be trusted. You're exactly and right. that's just we, one of our issues. That's just one. That's just one. I mean, we had um, Maria Zack on. She was with Nations of Action. And that was episode 208 for anyone who wants to tune into it. It's fascinating because she was behind the whole um, exposure of Italy being involved in the computers and um, the satellites and that, that whole, and the government and um, the, the boots on the ground and the things that they, that they were working on for a long time. And it was just fascinating. And she said, basically, this election is what they did is they came at it full force using every single possible angle that they could from, you know, having $400 million dumped in to through Zuckerberg to these nonprofit groups and re redoing how the entire balloting was done. I mean, look at Arizona. They redid, I mean, I've lived in my house for 17 years. I voted in, I think six, six or seven times, whether it was um, primary, well, some of the primaries, I, you know, I don't go to them enough, but I am now. Now I understand the importance of them as a precinct mm-hmm. committee man. I kind of figured that out. I wish I would have learned that in school. But um, I voted in many presidential elections here. And I just go normally to the school down there, go to the school, get my thing. You know, it's in and out. I'm in and out in a few minutes. Nice, you know, older Older citizens work in there. Totally cool. Get to talk to them. And then this year, boom, it's just bizarre. Everything has changed. I had no idea. So I had a conversation with the roommate and he says, you know, um, that's not where we go to vote. So what are you talking about? I said, I've lived here that long. That's where I go every year. I take my bike because that's my form of exercise for, for that, for that <laughs> month. And I pedal my bike because it's literally three minutes away and it's downhill, which is awesome, except for the way home. And, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, reality kicks in there. But at, at that point, I've already voted. So my duty has been done. So I, you know, I pedal down there and I vote and then I have a little chat with everybody and then I come home. He said, that's not where we go. I said, what are you talking about? I had no idea that they changed all this stuff. And he says, no, 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 that's not it at all. And I said, you don't know what you're talking about. And he said, go to this website. I said, website? What? What? I had no idea. Yeah. And I think I'm a smart person. So, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, this is how sneaky everything was. So then I, I log on and I'm like, what? It's like voting centers. What is what is all this stuff? And then I'm, when I got to the voting place, there was not a sign in sight. It was like totally they didn't want you to be there. We were the one of the first ones. I mean, it was a mess inside. We used the Sharpies and we're saying, hey, this is going right through. And they're like, no, that's what you're supposed to use. And that was before anybody, you know, even thought that there was going to be issues. So um, I don't know. I just uh, I just wanted to share that with you because they literally changed everything for a reason. 
Uh, and when Maria Zach was talking about, they came at it from every direction. They did. Yep. Uh, and, and when obviously we, we saw what the results were of that and it's, it's all going to come out. It's just, it's all out there. It's just whether or not people are believing it, but now we are verifying it at least here in Arizona. And, and I'm, I'm glad that you brought up the messaging of what the, We'll just use the word left because, you know, the, the left on that side, not the people, the actual people in charge, they, um, they want to discredit it. And you can't dispute numbers. You can't dispute facts. Um, but, the, you know, the problem and, is, and, you know, our people that are on our side, supposedly, they're part of the problem, too. I mean, I played a soundbite last week. From, it was on Friday from Governor Doug Ducey. And. He said that, uh, you know, we've had three or four of these already, so we'll just see if this one's any different. I said, no, 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 we haven't had three or four of these. This is a forensic audit. This is very different than just counting the same ballots because, you know, you, you, uh, if you put garbage in, you get garbage out. So, you know, it, it, how is that difficult for you being in a position? Because you, you don't sound like a politician. You obviously sound like a business owner who gets it. Um, and how is it when you see this this non-support in your higher up officials who are supposed to be the leaders of our party. How is that? How do you deal with that without wanting to? Well, you know what? It is a challenge. It is a challenge to deal with it. And you know what? I, you said so many fabulous things there. Um, You know, first off, they did change, uh, change a lot of the voting places. I got a call from one, one um, group their voting place had been in their community at their community clubhouse. It had been there for as long as they'd ever been there. And it was a retirement community and their voting location had been changed to a place that's like seven miles away. Now, you know, for, for me and you, maybe that doesn't sound like a big deal, but when you're 85 years old, the difference between going quarter of a mile up to the clubhouse where you're going to see all your friends to traveling seven miles away where you're going to have to stand in a long line uh, because they've consolidated. And by the way, this is in Pima County, one of the largest Republican districts that this happened in. So, I mean, I can just go on the yeah, story, here. story where, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. They, we wanted your precinct 23 is a Republican precinct for sure. Oh yeah, so, and that, that's uh, what they changed it. And I, I like you said, the, I, I, I feel for that older community because they don't like change, and they don't like uh, you know when you when you do something like that, and, and not necessarily inconvenience them, but like you, you mentioned something, you said they go to, they go there to see their friends. They go, and, and that's what they. I mean, part of all of this is to remove community, remove. Um, people becoming together and being able to communicate, which, you know, that's, that's a whole another component of the show, but um, um, it's interesting that you mentioned that. It's almost like a reminder that that's part of the reason why that they wanted to, to change the infrastructure, because if it was just about, if it was just about putting new machines in, they could have just taken those fancy machines and put them at the school down here, but it wasn't, it was a, it was a bigger strategy behind having these centers and more bodies and, yeah. and, and disrupting people. Um, they may be discouraging that from voting, but it didn't matter at that point because if you're manipulating things, it doesn't matter if you didn't have the bodies, they were prepared for that. Well, and, you know, one of the techniques when you're trying to cheat, one of the techniques you do is you take a red legislative district, like you're, you're in LD23, so a red legislative district, 
And you keep it so that that district still wins. So it's still a Republican win, but you shave off 3 to 5% of the votes. See, mm. nobody's going to look at that. That's not going to send up a red flag. Still a Republican win, and you right. don't miss that. But if you've got 30 districts all over the state and you, you shave 5% of the votes out of red districts, it starts to add up. You know, we've talked about so many – so many things here. Just, you know, number one, the election integrity, a huge issue in our country. Number two, our, our porous border with people flowing across it. And some people, um, not, not the people we want in this country for sure. In addition to that, we talked about just the, a minute ago, just bringing up the fact of communities. Well, we've been locked down for over a year. We have instilled fear. I mean, I still see people driving by themselves in their car with a mask on. I, I saw yesterday. It. Yeah, I saw it yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I, and and I see people outside jogging with masks on and, you know, telling people to stay away from each other, don't interact. I mean, it's just a disruptor of the human condition. And so we take just those three items and look at how it could change a society and then throw in what we've done to our schools, what we've done to our children, and then sprinkle on top of that critical race theory, uh, transgender. I, I mean, we could go on and on with all of so the, much. the issues that are affecting us in politics right now. But you know what? It doesn't mean that we back down at all. As a matter of fact, we double down. In Pima County, we are communicating more than before. We are, we are building our precinct committeeman base. We are getting out and holding all kinds of social activities and learning activities. We started a, a, a learning activity or a learning academy, now's the time for us to come together more than ever. And, and Pima County, which is traditionally – or not traditionally, but it has been for the last 10 years, a blue county. Last week, for the first time in I don't know how long, we registered more Republican voters than Democrats. And oh, that's wow. a big deal. So if you yeah. want stuff to get excited about, I'll tell you all kinds of stuff to get excited about. We've increased our, our number of precinct committeemen in Pima County by about 75%. We're communicating weekly with our precinct committeemen and other people who are like-minded, who want to be involved. We're adding all kinds of learning activities. Uh, so people can learn more about the Constitution. They can, they can learn what it means to be a precinct committeeman, what's the role of a precinct committeeman. We, we are getting out there. We're getting the job done. We're having social events. We're having picnics. We're, uh, we're planning for our 3rd of July picnic for Independence Day. We have lots going on down here, and we are going to double down. And that's what every one of your listeners needs to do right now, whether they're in New York City, Seattle, Miami, or right in Phoenix. They need to think about doubling down, getting involved, joining uh, joining Republican clubs, becoming a precinct committeeman, because we need to learn the messaging because that's where they're beating us with the messaging. And oh, you're, we can't you're allow totally that right. to happen. No, we can't. You know, I'm, can't I'm really impressed. 
I'm really impressed that you're doing all those activities. I don't think we're doing them up here. No one's told me about that. I'm going to put a little pressure on um, Mayor Corruption County to do something because uh, you guys are sounds like you're running circles around us, which I'm, I'm happy that, that you're doing that down there, but we need to be, uh, we need to be, I'm not, we don't need to be in competition, but we need to be doing what you're doing. Cause we're not doing that. We're, we're, I mean, we're great at our meetings, right. And, our, and, but we need to have, we, we need to model ourselves and our activities that similar to what you guys are doing. Now your sheriff is Mark Daniels, right? Is it Mark Daniels? No, Mark sheriff? Daniels is down in Cochise County. Oh, we have a sheriff. Oh, yeah, stop. he's down in Cochise County. He's right down on the border. And, boy, you ought to talk to him sometime, Michelle, because he will tell you straight up what is going on down on that border. And, you know, just probably about a month ago, six weeks ago, he received a letter from, uh, from Joe Biden removing him from a sheriff's border uh, committee that he was on along with Sheriff Mark Lamb, I think as yep. well. So, yep. I mean, we, we need to be aware of what they're doing to us. And this is, listen, I'm excited as I can be because I know in 2022, we're going to keep Andy Biggs. We're going to keep Paul Gosar. We're going to keep David Schweikert. We're going to keep Debbie Lesko. We're going to add another Republican. I believe we are going to have at least six maybe seven, because we haven't talked about redistricting yet, which is what's getting ready to go on. It's, uh, we've got our independent redistricting panel. We've hired our executive director. We're going to draw all new lines. So you may be an LD23 right now, but that may change. And this is going to happen all over the country. So this is for your global audience. All over the country, we're going to be redrawing our legislative districts, and our congressional districts. And so we'll, be see, we'll have new lines, and this is a big deal. And as we get ready, see, we're going to have the opportunity to go out and speak to redistricting. We're going to talk about communities of interest. We're going to talk about competitiveness of our districts. And so the redistricting is an area that we really need to focus on and we need to get people involved with that. So we're, we're starting our training, and we're training people on how they will go before and do that two- to three-minute presentation to the Independent Redistricting Committee about where those lot lines need to be drawn. And so that, now, everybody needs to be working on that as well. Are you okay with the people that were picked in the redistricting committee, because I know there was some issues with who the group was going to be or the company or the organization. Has that been, have you given your thumbs up on them? Or are we still, we still have some issues there that I, we need I, to be concerned with? You know, the only problem I had, Michelle, is that we had to have two Democrats. But other than that, the two, the two Republicans that we got are amazing. Good, and I good. believe that our independent really is independent. So what happened to us in 2010 is not going to happen to us again. And we are going to be, we are going to redistrict in Arizona. And I'm going to predict six, maybe seven. We've got four congressional seats right now. I'd like to say we'd have at least six. And then the optimistic side of me says seven, because I'm a believer. You sound like it. I mean, I really like everything that you're saying. Um, it's it's refreshing because, uh, you know, 
myself and a lot of other people have been just completely discouraged over the years. And I was not locally involved other than at the housing board for the city of Scottsdale years ago. And then I just stepped away from local because I was like, God, this, uh, this is irritating. It's aggravating. It's like, why, why is Arizona not one of the states that people are flocking to? Why do we have, why do we have state income tax when they don't have it in Texas or Florida? Everybody's always talking about Texas, Florida, Texas, Florida. We should be in that. This should be the trio. It should be us, Texas, Florida. And it's not. So I've always been angry or not necessarily angry, but just very just, just uh, it was a bad taste in my mouth, everything that they were doing here. And it sounds like with you in this leadership position, a true leader, finally, not just a leadership a body filling a leadership position with, with an R next to him, you're actually a leader who is going to be changing the direction of where we need to go and, and to kind of turn things around in this state for the better. So um, but where did you come from? Did you just decide one day, hey, I need, <laughs> I can't deal with this anymore. I'm going to I'm going to take a break from uh, business one, you know, full time, and I'm going to go solve these problems because I know I can. You know what? I actually ran for our state Senate, and I ran in a Democrat district. I live in a Democrat district, and it's three to one. And so I'm, you know, I'm smart enough with numbers to know that it was going to be an uphill battle. Two things happened that gave me hope. I'm, I'm not a good loser. So I had to find what my wins were. And my number one win was that I got 42% of the vote against a three-term incumbent. Wow. So I should have only gotten about 30 or 35%, but I got 42%. So I know I chipped into what she was doing. And number two, I got endorsed by the Arizona Daily Star, which is a Democrat newspaper. And oh, some really? people say, well, I'm not sure that's a badge of honor. But you know what? It is because I was endorsed over a third three-term incumbent, and they said it was because I knew the district, I knew the people, I was prepared for the job. And that's remember what I said, credibility is my currency. And they made me credible. They identified that I was a credible candidate. And so even though I didn't win, I took those as my two wins. And then I started looking for where I could difference in Arizona. And so in December, I ran for chairman and I was elected as the chairman of the county. And we've done um, a whole lot of great things since then. I mean, I've I've got a PowerPoint presentation that I put together and, and I go out and people are like, wow, you, you know, you've done all that. But you know what? You never do anything by yourself. I was blessed with the most amazing executive team you can imagine. And so I have all these wonderful people that signed up and they understood that we had a big job to do and we all dug in. And we got started and did it, and uh, we've made some great changes. Wow, I'm extremely impressed um, that that was that was your story. And can you imagine if if they uh, didn't manipulate the votes, you probably won the race. <laughs> you probably <laughs> actually won. But you know what? Uh, I think your efforts for whatever you know, everything happens for a reason. God doesn't open what one door yes. opens the window, shuts the door, all that. You know, depending on how you want. To, analyze yep. something. Yep. Um, I think your position that you're in right now is going to do more good 
than if you uh, were in that seat. So you're there for a reason because I honestly, I talk to a lot of people on the show. I talk to a lot of political, um, let's just call you political people, right? Just We'll just label you as political people because you're not one of those elected elites. We'll just call you one of the good patriotic political people. And um, I, I, I don't, besides you and Joseph Ch- Chaplick, who is coming on our show Friday, who's my state mm-hmm. representative, uh, I've yeah. not really heard uh, I've not heard this type of energy or creativity or support or uh, um, I don't know, just I'm, I'm inspired. I'm inspired that there's hope because there's people like you in leadership positions that are doing something to really help we the people because I just think that there's been so many people in positions in this state for so many years, decades that I've lived here that haven't done done the things that need to be done um and it's a shame because we we have great people that live here and we have uh, we have a great state and um i just think that there's so much more potential that has been that has been wasted over these years which um it sounds like there's some hope at least in pima and i just we need to leak it up here to uh mayor corruption county so um well we are doing that so just can you call that, them? Can um, you call them and say, yeah, well, hey, everybody's telling you to be like me? <laughs> can you give them, give well, them your you playbook? Michelle, it's funny that you say that because I did. I invited all 15 county chairmen down to Tucson in, um, I think it was early April, and we had a big meeting down here for the weekend, and we all went down and took a border tour. So Chairman Kelly Ward was here, Uh, all of the chairmen from the 15 counties, they brought their first and second vice chairs, and we, I took them down to the border, because, you know, when you're up in Navajo and Apache, you you may not believe what we're saying down here. They needed to see it. We went down to a ranch, Uh, the rancher showed us the uh, camouflage clothing that he'd found on his property talked about finding dead bodies on his property. And again, Mm -hmm. this is for your global audience, Michelle, because uh, when they come across here, guess what? They don't stay down in my neighborhood. They want to get to Kansas. They want to get to, you know, Silver Spring, Maryland, and they want to get to Iowa. They they don't want to stay here. And so our border crisis is really a crisis for everybody in your listening audience. Yeah, who knows? Um, Sheriff Mark Lamb was on the show on an episode 216, and then later we had in our soapbox Christy Hutcherson, who was actually down on the border and did a border tour for 24 days. The stories that she shares during that episode are just literally mind-blowing. And then um, yeah. Sheriff uh, Mark that I'd mentioned earlier down in Cochise, he, he's the one that came up with, because he's got some really advanced technology that he uses, and he's the one that said there's going to be about 5 million illegals in the country after this year. Um, but I am just so impressed that you took the initiative to bring everybody down there. I told you, you're, you're, you're a leader. You are, you are a leader, and it is just refreshing to hear that. So I, um, I hope that you're, you're making a manual, a how-to book, and you're going to send it to everybody that attended your Tucson meeting. So maybe we can, you can check up on them in 30 days and say, uh, well, what chapter are you on? Are you on, guys? Are you in chapter <laughs> chapter four yet? Because uh, you know we're it's July. We did you have your July Fourth party? What's going on? I have a feeling that uh, <laughs> they, they need a little help with that. But if that's the case, you have the model that works. So the model needs to be shared. I know it's more work for you, but um, I think 
that might be a little something to put together. Something simple, you know, almost like a pop-up coloring yeah. book to make it simple for them. So then they could just, and they're not afraid of those thick books that people see. And maybe they could start doing some of that stuff. And because if, can you imagine if we had 15 more of you, or at least they're following your model well, in each of those counties, that is, that's, the, that's, that is what will work. So we just need to stop doing what we've done in the past, because obviously it doesn't work and follow your model because your model is working. That's simple, simple solution. Well, so, thank you. What, and you know what? A lot of our a lot of our chairmen around the state of Arizona, we are getting together. We're sharing best practices. Awesome. Uh, we're you know I'm a I'm a business person, so I'm going to come at this. And that was one of the things I told our board when we first met after our election. I said, you know what? Um, I'm going to run this like a business because that's the only thing I know. And I'm going to listen to all of you. And that's how it works. And I, I spent about 45 to six, between 45 and 60 hours meeting with each one of my board members uh, before we really got started. Because you, you, need to, you, you need to build relationships before you build success. So you have my number. And anytime you want to go on a tour of that border, you let me know. Oh, I would we'll love to. We'll take you down there and uh, we'll, we'll show you what's really down there. Yeah, because I've heard Not a lot what of the you're stories on, on the news. Oh yeah, don't worry about that. I'm having I'm on my show between what Christy Hutcherson described and Mark Lamb, and I'm going to get a few other of the sheriffs and other people. But yes, I will definitely take you up on that. I know that there's a big sheriff event. I think it's this month, and they're all going to be down at the border. Like the nationwide meeting for all the sheriffs is actually here. Again, Arizona is in the spotlight. It's amazing how much attention that we're we're getting, and uh, I'm just I'm just so thankful that there's people like you representing us and getting things back on track. I know we've talked for quite some time. Do you have a few more minutes, or you just you want to talk real briefly about the Red Roots Arizona, and then obviously you've got things to do. So I don't want to keep you any longer than you than you can. Well, you know, Red Roots Arizona was just um, a, a way for me to get out to people what it really means to be in Arizona and what those red roots are. And we have great red roots. It's about the messaging, Michelle. I'm going to keep always going, going back to the messaging. And you're a businesswoman, so you understand marketing. And you know that when we talk about uh, Arizona we need, and our political system, we need to talk about the red roots that we've had. You know, we're sitting right now with the Senate with 16 Republicans and 14 Democrats and a House with 31 Republicans and 29 Democrats. We are never going to win until we take back more of those seats. And that's why Governor Ducey vetoed 22 of those bills. You know why? Because he can. And that's what we need to stop. We need to make it. There's, there's just no reason why as a, a Republican governor, a Republican Senate, a Republican House, that we shouldn't be doing great things for Arizona. To have our governor veto critical race theory, to have our, our governor vetoing election integrity bill, that is mm -hmm. beyond the pale. And so what we need to do is we need to make sure that we win more of those seats, that we build those red roots so that we can hold the governor accountable. All he needs to do is get one or two of those Democrats uh, to, or I'm sorry, one or two uh, Republicans to slide over, and we're not getting bills passed. We've seen that here. We've seen where some of our bills have not been passed because of one person 
one in, in these cases Republican holding us con- holding us as hostage. So we've got to build those red roots, get that messaging out there, get people engaged. You know, there's there's Republicans that are moderate. There's Republicans that are are extreme conservatives. But you know what? We are all Republicans. And when we look at what is happening to our state, well, in our case, right here in Pima County, what's happening on our board of supervisors, which is four Democrats to one Republican, when we look at what's happening in our state, which I just described, and what's happening in our country, we can't let that happen anymore. There's very, very few people who believe in the socialism that's coming toward us right now. And we just need to message that and get it out so people can can come back to what they believe in and get involved. And that's and the- why I am so grateful for you doing everything that you do to get the message out. Yeah, I take a... I'm starting to get censored on all kinds of different platforms now that I didn't expect because they obviously don't like what I'm saying about the truth, but that's okay. There's always going to be a spot. So I'm going to keep doing it. And thank you for saying that. And I want more people to uh, obviously come on the show that are on the same page. What's uh, in, especially in a a leadership position and a true leader like you, because the more people that can hear what you're saying, the more they're going to get excited, the more they're going to join together. Remember, it's join together June and be involved in the community because it takes all of us to do something, you know, and, I, and, and when I say something, I tell everybody, you know, you, you might not have been involved with politics your whole life or you just, you just uh, it's not for me, but because politics has infested every aspect of our lives over the, over the past 30 years, they've been working on it. Well, now it's the climax and you can see it. Just look in the past 15 months, what's happened. Everything is affected by the people that are in these positions, making these decisions about your schools, your kids, your business, your personal life, uh, whether or not you uh, have to get vaccinated with some, with a remember It's not a vaccine, everybody, but it's a biological agent with MRNA technology, tracking devices, operating systems, and uh, fetal tissue from dead babies. So that, uh, you know, whether or not that that's going to be mandated or required. So your health is, is, uh, is something that is now regulated by these people that are in positions of power and control that have nothing to do with what you want. So we need more people to step up to the plate, get involved and literally take action. And, and I, I, it's not a, it's not a political action. It's a life action because if people don't get involved and they actually physically need to show up for things, like you're talking about the group events and the meetings that you're doing, if they don't physically go to something, then it's not going to be enough. Being digital warriors is great, um, but you have to physically show up. We have to go back to getting together and being together in, an, in, in, a, in, a, in a community. And when we lost that by design, right, that's when all this stuff yep. started to go sideways because that was part of the plan. Remember, everybody, this is all part of a calculated plan. There's actually like a playbook, you know, not the one that uh, it is Chairman Shelley is going to write for the, for, for the model <laughs> for all the GOP chairmen across the country. She's going to do a real simple one for everybody. So that means they can't say, oh, I didn't understand. It was too thick. I didn't have time. She can make it real easy. She can put little cartoon characters in there. Um, but uh, this is all by, by design, and we just need to all man, man up and woman up and step up. And again, yeah. 
you're wondering what you can do. It's easy. Literally every possible thing you can imagine in your life, whether it's growing your business, enhance quality, make a difference, especially in your communities and even organizations like the, uh, I'm not sure if I put Pima County on there, but I I will after, uh, obviously now we have have bonded. Um, It's, I have them on my website. You just go to everythinghomeresourceplatform.com, click the take action tab. There's a whole Arizona section. And then there's a rest of, there's listings of all kinds of groups to to join organizations. You want to contact your, you want to find out who your elected officials are all over the country and all of your capacity. It's all on there. It's all very, very simple. Um, but yeah, Shelly, you are you really are amazing. Can I call you Shelly? Do I have to call you Chairwoman, Chairman? What? No, cool. you call me Shelly. That's okay. my name. That that right. works. And you know what? Just one last thing, if I could share. On June fifteenth, yeah. we had a precinct committee men who said, you know what? This highway area here on on Old Nogales Highway, it's a mess. And so you know what he did. He said, I'm going to organize. We're going to get out there. We're going to be out there at 630 in the morning. We're doing a cleanup. Everybody's going to wear a red shirt. We're putting up the Pima County Republican sign. We're all going to be working and cleaning that up. And as people are driving to their jobs in Raytheon and Tucson, they're going to drive by and they're going to know that the Pima County Republican Party is working for you, cleaning up your area. And this Saturday, we're going to have Scott Ryan Pressler who was award, uh, received yeah. an award for, yeah, he's going to be here with us on Tuesday, kind of motivating us, or I'm sorry, on Saturday, Saturday morning here in Tucson, Scott Pressler from, uh, I believe he's from Maryland, he will be out here with us, and he's going to talk to us about getting involved, becoming a PC, uh, and, and doing community action to spread the message. So we're really excited about that. We've got lots of things to do here. Well, if you can, send me the, the graphic and the link, and I will add it to our live events page for Arizona and for our live events page that has everything for nationwide so people can learn about it. And if you want to keep me in the loop on your events, if you could, I'll shoot you an email. But, yeah, if they could just send me that, and I'll just keep adding it to the website. And then when I talk about the live events in, in during the show, I will promote you guys because I want to – I, I want it to spread. I want your energy, your knowledge, your playbook to spread across this country because that's what's needed. And there's no reason we can't do it, everybody. You just got to get on ball, on, on board uh, and roll up your sleeves. So at least, at least uh, you can, if you're in Pima County, uh, now you've run out of excuses because you, you've got the leader. So, uh, and then, the, and then the rest of the counties, uh, she's working on them and I'm sure they're all, I'm sure they're all good, but I, I, I don't, I'll uh, invite them on the show, and then we'll do a comparison. I have a feeling that uh, Shelly's going to come in first place. So. I'm like a huge <laughs> Shelly fan. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you very much, Michelle. Thank you. All right. So it's we, 243. We have lots I'll, of I'll let you uh, plug the website you need, let me know. if you want. Plug your website real quick. Okay. Our, our website is Pima, P-I-M-A-G-O-P.org, PimaGOP.org. Okay, and you can and also anytime go to sh- you're down in Pima County, you've always got a home at the Republican Party. There's always <sighs> a cold soda or a warm cup of coffee anytime anybody's down here. But Michelle, a special invitation to you as well. I think I'm going to make the trip. We'll we'll talk we'll talk off the air and, and we'll plan something, especially because uh, I was talking to uh, Marianne Mendoza about doing a, a trip down to the border with the sheriffs during this sheriff uh, big conference that they're doing. So maybe we could just roll that all in 
Um, and then, of course, the other website that I just started is ShellyRocks.com. ShellyRocks.com. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a friend. You got a friend in Scottsdale, my uh, Shelly Kites, right? Kites, they say right. Kites, Kites, Kites yeah. like knights. Kites like knights. She's a knight in shining armor, boys and girls. She's gonna. She's she's leading the paths. Oh my God, so refreshing to talk to a true leader. Thank you so much, Chairman Shelly Kites, Pima County, Arizona GOP, and founder of Red Roots. Arizona. We will talk, my dear. Awesome. You're the best. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm really inspired now. My brain is not, it's going a mile, a hundred miles an hour right now. So beware when I call you. It's all good. I'm ready. I'm ready. Thank you so much. <laughs> I love it. it was a pleasure to be on. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. And uh, I will, uh, I'll talk to you very soon. We'll figure out when we're going to talk, but yeah, I got a lot of things in my brain rolling around. Thanks again for coming on and uh, have a fabulous, fabulous day in Pima County. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. What an inspiration. Motivation. Now, that is a leader. That is a woman who kicks some real arse is what I'm saying. She's not the uh, old school Republican pearl clutcher. No, no, no. She's a doer. She's a business owner. And that's what we need in this country in all of these leadership positions. I would love to be able to start my leader list. There's uh, only a few of them on there, and Shelly was just added to the leader list of true leaders, which uh, she's going she's gonna to take care of Pima County first. And then, of course, I have a feeling that there's a bright future in higher-up positions, which is exactly what we need. So her and I are going to chat, and, uh, oh, my gosh, I'm taking a trip to the border, and I'm going to bring my, uh, uh, well, I have kind of a video camera. It's like a it's like a real camera, but it does video. So I'll have my phone. I'll have my video camera. I'm going to shoot some footage. Uh, so that way when everybody that's come on the show before, you can see it and go, oh, that's what they were talking about. Yeah, so 216, episode 216, check that out. That's with uh, Sheriff Mark Lamb and Christy Hutchinson of uh, Women Fighting for America. Uh, it is powerful when it comes to the stories about the border. And, of course, if you want to talk about election fraud, you can pick episode. You've got uh, episode 208 with Maria Zach. <sighs> that one. But, uh, so many pages of notes, so many things that when she was talking, I just, I, uh, my mouth had dropped open. So that one is really interesting. You got Ann Vandersteel. We talked about it, too, on 211. Um, just look at the names of the people. Oh, don't forget Dr. Pam Popper on episode 214. Speaking of, that's a good segue. I know it is 257. What's going to happen is the live feed at three o'clock is going to stop, but the show is still going. So the only reason that I'm going to do this segment here is because I said I was going to talk about it. And I think it's important to bring together what we talked about. I know we're long and that's my bad for uh, letting my amazing guests share all their stuff too long. But you know what, like I said, when you're getting this input from people and you're getting this content, what's a couple more minutes out of your life if it's something that's going to better it. Right. So what did I, what did I really do? I inconvenienced you by three or four minutes, maybe five minutes. Um, so you didn't watch uh, a rerun of the show. So you didn't watch the stupid news. That's all lies, literally propaganda and lies. Or did, did I cut into uh, what, what did I cut into that you can actually, you know, take five minutes from and just, just hang in there with the show. I'm going to play it again at another episode because it's important, but we were talking about censorship. So I do want to share this. I want to share this because I, uh, I'm going to share two things because the censorship, okay, it, perfect, 
All right, so perfect analogy. Here's what it is. You know, no one's talking about the border because they don't want you to know about it, because they want you to pretend that it's closed. It's not closed. Obviously, we've shared today that it's wide open. We've showed examples, and there's stuff you can – there's a the article about the Scottsdale Hotel disaster is in the Gateway Pundit, and apparently it's a much bigger, deeper digging. Remember, like um, Shelley was just talking about, Sherman Shelley, Chairman Shelley. What did I say, Sherman? Like Sherman. Like Sherman. No, it's Chairman Shelley. She was talking about how she digged a little deep. She was digging some, she was doing some digging on the budget back in 2014 when she wrote that article. And she saw that the money was in there already, knowing that the border was going to be an issue when they did their first surge. Hmm. You think that that first surge was also part of a plan? Maybe it was a test run. Maybe that it was, she said 2014, which is interesting because they thought that they were going to win in 2016. So that was setting the precedent or maybe they needed some bodies in there for 2014 for in 14. So they had them for 14, 15, and then 16. So the timing is interesting. Plus they gave the money. So why would you have the money before you had the event? Because you stirred the pot because you had to pay back the people to bring them over the border, which is your NGOs and your nonprofits, which is now, I mean, you know, it's kind of like one of those things that make you go. Yeah, things that make you go home. So anyway, uh, so with the border, right, as we keep saying, every town is a border town, right? And it's proof. My town just became a border town. Scottsdale, Arizona, that hotel is literally uh, not even 10 minutes from me. I would say it's probably eight, eight minutes, eight, eight minutes from me. Yeah, eight, maybe nine minutes. And that's with a couple traffic lights, nine minutes from me. So uh, Scottsdale is a border town, which just means that every town is a border town. And, and according to the email from the mayor of Scottsdale, he said that the illegal aliens were going to get shipped out to the airport, then to the East Coast. So they're coming to you. And that's only just here. That's not including the ones that are being distributed uh, into other centers, like uh, Shelly was just talking about one down in Tucson. Um, and then, of course, you've got a whole bunch in Texas. And we haven't talked about California. Uh, what about New Mexico? And that's not including the ones that get away. Get away. You know, that, like, what? They can get away. Let me in. Or the poor guys on the border, there's just not enough. There's not enough manpower. Why is the National Guard not down there? Hmm. Hmm. That things that make you go, hmm. All right. So anyway, as my comparison to bring all this together, because my song in the beginning was about our Chinese censorship, our CCP censorship, because they don't want you to know about this, right? So you're getting censored. They're censoring the content, the information. But what was interesting that this happened literally in the past two days to me, past two days. So my interview with Dr. Pam Popper, which was unbelievable. She's the founder of Make Americans Free Again. And she wrote the book, COVID Operation, What Happened, Why It Happened, and What's Expected Next. So we had an incredible interview. It's episode 214. And she comes on at the one-hour mark if you wanted to go ahead and listen to that. And um, I did it also as a special segment. So that way you could just tune into that. And it is a special segment. And that's any of your favorite podcast players. You can go to the website. It's on the homepage. There's a player there. Keep it simple. EverythingHomeResourcePlatform.com. So I posted it on uh, Rumble. Rumble, which hasn't released it yet. I don't think they've released it. No, they haven't released it yet. They're holding back. They're holding back like 15 of my videos. Mm-hmm. 15 of my videos. They're supposed to be the uh, pro-freedom pro of 
speech. Uh, not, not so much, guys. So I don't really post on YouTube because uh, well, the first couple words of every show is Mara Corruption County, so I don't bother. And, of course, there is no filter on this show. We talk about everything that you need to talk about. And the YouTube I posted just to try, right? I posted the episode 216 with Christy Hutcherson about the border, and we kind of talked about a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, we were talking about Marxism. We were talking about the uh, uh, political propaganda pandemic. We were talking uh, about uh, America and her organization, fighting women fighting for America and pro-America and patriotism and Trump and blah, blah, blah. So I kind of thought that would get flagged, right? Uh, it didn't. It was interesting, right? So um, I posted, uh, which other one? Oh, Pam Poppers. Okay, so we, I posted Pam Poppers on YouTube. Pam Poppers, obviously we're talking about Make, make Americans Great Again, but they're also filing lawsuits. Uh, Tom Renz, the attorney Tom Renz, is working with Make Americans uh, Free Again, and he's actually going to be on the show next Monday at the 1 o'clock hour. He's going to be joining me in my patriotic soapbox. It's going to be awesome. He's a really funny guy, too. Totally smart. Dr. Pam Popper said it's just the smartest legal mind she's ever met. So they're filing all kinds of lawsuits. They just filed the recent one in order to get a temporary restraining order, a TRO, for uh, they, they basically sued every government entity, right? Pick a couple, pick three, three to five letters if they're all on there, in order to stop uh, the TRO, is the temporary restraining order about getting the vaccines to children 16 and other. So vaccines, remember they're not vaccines, they're biological agents it's an experimental vaccine so it's not even and it's actually not a vaccine it's a fake vaccine it's not a vaccine the vaccine has just so people that understand a vaccine has the actual virus in it this does not have the virus in it this has a whole bunch of other stuff a whole bunch of other things that your body does not recognize does not know so it's not a vaccine it's an experimental uh you, you know, my, my spiel, I said, it, I said it once today. So anyway, I want to get through this because it is late. Late it's 304. So anyway, I posted but, but what we talked about with Dr. Pam Popper. Yes, making free again. But we talked about the TRO. We talked about their lawsuits that they're coming out with. We talked about the coronavirus. We talked about the COVID. We talked about the vaccines. And here's the other thing. So on my uh, platform or on, on the YouTube, I had posted an episode that I did with Clay Clark back in September, okay, September of 2020, and it was all about the coronavirus, you know, the inside information. This is when I learned about gain of function. This is when we talked about Bill Gates. So all the things you're starting to hear about now with uh, Anthony Fraudji and all that, we talked about it in episode 126 back in September, okay, and I was late to the party. Because uh, people, those, and, they, and he had written a book. So he was actually, he knew about it months before. Dr. Pam Popper's book came out in April. So then she knew about it months and months and months before that. But anyway, that has not been flagged. That is still on YouTube. Okay. So the coronavirus, and, and this, all the, this is all the, I mean, you name it. This thing, this is, it's an unbelievable episode. I, I highly encourage people to listen to episode 126. Um, it actually has a really amazing blog that I did. And you can go, if you go to the episodes tab, Everything home resource platform.com, everything home resource platform.com episodes tab. You'll say read the blogs. So go to that one, 126. You can listen to the episode within all the blogs too, but it's a really good episode, uh, blog. I've spent a lot of time on it, probably a little too much time. But anyway, I want to make it really great for everybody and use it as a resource. So a lot of the information is from September. Okay. So that's never been flagged. So I thought that was weird, right? 
Hmm. Okay. And but Dr. Pam Poppers, I put that on Monday and boom, I got the email. Your content violated YouTube's community guidelines and has been removed. Our team has reviewed your content and unfortunately we think it violates our medical misinformation policy. Is it okay? Blah, blah, blah. I got a strike. YouTube does not allow content that spreads medical misinformation that contradicts the World Health Organization, local authorities, medical information about COVID-19, including methods to prevent, treat, or diagnose COVID-19 and means of transmission of COVID-19. So it looks like they have a new message because um, uh, it's a little different than I think what people have received in the past. Um, Of course, I got a strike, can't post for a week. Probably will never post again, maybe once. It's not worth my time. So here, here's my point. Um, oh, no, no. So, okay. So keep that in mind. So coronavirus information that we've been talking about on the show, and I talk about this during every episode. I mean, I don't, we didn't go as much as, you know, well, I do. I actually go into detail about it. So uh, on every episode, we're covering this in, in, in uh, maybe, not, maybe not with a guest, but in between or after when the show was supposed to end and I'm still talking, that kind of stuff, because I just think it's important. God, it's 307. I got to wrap this up. So anyway, um, in the beginning, when they started censoring, it was the coronavirus. It was the HCQ. It was the preventative medicine. It was the ivermectin. It was the budesonine, right? So they didn't like that. So they didn't like that. So that's what they would censor. And that's what people would get strikes for. And then towards the election, they didn't like um, anything about uh, Trump, right? So anything about Trump or anything bad about Biden, blah, 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 the, the, the Biden, um, uh, what you call it, uh, Hunter's laptop, all that. So that's what was a hot ticket, hot ticket. So then all of a sudden it was election. It was the election fraud. Oh, that's a hot ticket. So we talked about election fraud. We just talked about it. And we've talked about it on multiple shows. And, um, and we talked about it during Christie's episode. And I think I even put keywords in there just for, you know, just to see, right? Just see. And that was fine. That didn't have any problems whatsoever. So we covered everything in Christie's except coronavirus vaccines and uh, anything to do with that. So that must be the hotspot now. And the reason why I say it is uh, because I'm using, it's like I'm testing it and there's a pattern, right? So that's the only thing they care about. They don't care about election front. We passed that test. Christie's episode 216 was good to go. Um, and then I put in another one or two shows, but like I said, in between, there's always a conversation about them. So um, they didn't like the, that, but then this is the, this was the icing on the cake and the reason why I'm sharing this. And then I'm going to end it. So um, I got an e- I got a notification from one of my, one of my partners sent me a message. She goes, Hey, Michelle, your link tree link. And I, I did a custom donation. So it was everything home about us. Dot com And I did one for myself, michelleswinick.com. And she said, I just went to it and it said, it's disabled for inappropriate content. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm thinking to myself, there's no profanity. There's no pornography. There's no nothing. It's just my, all the different links to pretty much all the different pages on the website, plus our social media links and a couple specific episodes that are, that are just awesome. And um, I said, uh, that's really weird. I'm thinking maybe she... And maybe she went to one, one, one website and, you know, the cookies and blah, blah, blah. So I did it. And I was like, this account has been disabled due to inappropriate content. <laughs> what? So I went incognito. And the same thing. Went into the personal. Went into the business one. I said, oh. And the first thing I thought of was because of the strike I got in the, in the, from uh, Dr. Pam Poppers. 
show, which was 214, and we're talking about the vaccine, I said, ah, you know what it is? Uh, I wonder if it is the coronavirus facts page. The coronavirus facts page, COVID facts is what I called it on our website. And, um, but here's the catch. That's been there since June of last year. I haven't changed any of the links. I've added a few, but they're like the business ones or like take action tab, which I mean, that's pretty generic. Uh, so the only thing that I could think of is that that's what it was. So I get, so I sent an email to LinkedIn and I was like, Hey, just want to know what's going on. I logged into my account. It's actually showing all the links and active, which I can guarantee you that that's gone now after this email I got back from them. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I, uh, well, I didn't say like, okay, well, <laughs> in the email, <laughs> sound like I'm in high school. So I, I said, you know, there's no profanity, there's no, 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 uh, uh, legal content, activity, blah, blah, blah. Please let me know what's going on because it's showing active when I log in. But when I go direct, it's showing that it's been removed for um, inappropriate content. And this is Linktree. Okay, this is Linktree. The reason why I'm bringing this up, God, it's 311, is because there are, the, the, the censorship is growing. Okay, so this is a platform that is just lists your you know, different website links so you can put them all in one location which I no longer support Linktree after this. I need to find another spot. And a good thing that um, Sophie mentioned when I have to check that out, but it, I have, have a lot of links on there. So it's going to take some time inconvenience. It says, hi, Michelle, to prevent abuse, to prevent abuse, we will not specify which links prompted the ban. Wouldn't you tell, if you wanted me to not abuse your system, wouldn't you tell me what I did to abuse the system? So right off from the bat, I'm not quite sure what they were trying to accomplish with this email. Um, but again, keep in mind, all the links that are there have been there since June of 2020. It's now May. Well, I got the email yesterday, so June 1st. So they've all, they've all been there for a year, but now all of a sudden it's a problem with them. So 12 months later, it's a problem. Nothing has changed on my end. Just like I'm comparing the different types of content uh, that is being censored or addressed based on what their topic of the day is there issue of the day, what they're focusing on now, because they figured the other stuff's in the past. It doesn't matter. Here's our new hot topic, you know, you know without being, <laughs> being too graphic. It's like a herpes flare-up, like, psh, and then all of a sudden, put a little ointment on it, boom, it's, it's good to go. And then all of a sudden, you don't hear from them again. Uh, it's the analogy I use for like the Me Too movement. <laughs> it's a flare-up. And then all of a sudden, they realized it wasn't really sticking. They couldn't make money off of it or it wasn't accomplishing an agenda because people weren't really on board only for that short amount of time. And it fizzles out. Like remember Rudolph, poor Rudolph, a couple years ago, the things that the cartoon Rudolph, you know, the claymation claymation. It's been on the, uh, it's been on the, like, I believe CBS air is aired since like the sixties. Nobody ever had a problem with poor Rudolph. All of a sudden, two years ago, everybody is going ape, you know, going crazy about Rudolph and how, you know, I don't know, I don't know if he was racist or he was trans or I, I, don't know, I lost track. But anyway, then the following year, nothing about Rudolph. Rudolph was totally fine. See what I mean? It's just like, psh, they throw a bunch of stuff, see if it sticks, slips down the wall. They're like, nope, nope, that one we're going to pick. So anyway, let me finish the email and then I, I, uh, I need to wrap this up. So to prevent abuse, we will not specify what links prompted the ban. That makes no sense. However, to elaborate, Linktree profiles are populated by the creators who build it and well, while we provide complete freedom in how the profile is customized and which features are used, we do have standards that act as a guide for our Linktree community. 
Uh, ultimately, Linktree creators and visitors should feel safe and welcome in our community. You're just looking at links, but whatever, if they want to call it a community, which is why we address misinformation directly within our terms and conditions. The content will not be misleading or deceptive or intended or, mis- or designed to misinform, would be likely to misinform a reasonable person. <laughs> God, that's funny. And that you will not represent as fact something which is false. No, none of the information on that website is false, so I'm not quite sure what they're talking about there. When a profile violates those standards, we ban the account. Meanwhile, they didn't let me know. They didn't tell me. They, so I found out from somebody else when they clicked on the link. When profiles, uh, when a profile violates those standards, we ban the account. Meanwhile, information's been up there for a year, okay, a year. These standards are a critical part of who we are, and we are doubling down on how we address these issues as we continue growing and leading in the category. They're doubling down. See, it's the, it's the flare-up of the day, the hot topic of the day, which obviously has to do the vaccines because they want you to get them. Bad, bad, bad. For this reason, the ban on your account will remain in place, and we will not be discussing this further. <laughs> They're closing line. Link tree support. We will not remain. We will not be discussing this any further. Uh, wow, that's kind of like what Dr. Cam Castle says you don't do when you're having a conversation, especially with your children. Why, are, what, what, why do I have to do that? Uh, because I told you to. Yeah, that doesn't work in business, doesn't work in communication, that doesn't work with children, that doesn't work with anything. Um, all right, so that is, uh, so just beware, everybody, beware. We might want to look at backup sources for some of the platforms that you're using in your business or in your life because uh, you're, uh, it, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Just like the border analogy, it's not uh, every town is a border town. So if you think you're safe, you're not because they're here. They're in my backyard. And I can only imagine what's going to transpire. And if there's anybody that's interested that's still listening, that's here in Arizona, I know they're having a rally. starts at 5 o'clock. It is just a, uh, you know, of course, they had to write peaceful rally or something, whatever, around the language. But anyway, if you want to go, it's at Mountain View and... Uh, to discuss Show Road at the Homewood Suites, I believe it is. That's where this compound is now, where the illegal aliens are going to be turnstiled and shipped out to all of your listeners located on the East Coast. Um, I am going to save the soundbite from Dr. Shiva about his Twitter uh, adventure because that is important, and I will save that for Friday's show. And I want you to pay attention. And I've probably lost most listings already. It's three seventeen. So I'm not going to do any of my normal things. I'm just going to wrap up the show. I just want to encourage everybody to, uh, well, no, I'll do it because it's important. Uh, we're, we are ending it. We are ending it. Oh, yeah. So I hope you, did, you, you enjoyed this very long show. I apologize for it being long, but I hope you enjoyed this long show because this is what living in America is all about. <laughs> All right, a special thank you to all of our partners of the Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network. Their information, their episodes, and their shows are listed on our website, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. Check the Take Action tab and scroll there. You'll find everything that you need. And if you want to listen directly to their episodes, look at the Purpose Driven Partners Live page. Uh, Tune in on Friday, the 4th of June. My goodness, 12 p.m. Pacific time, a nooner with me. And we're going to have five guests, seven-minute segments. We've got two special guests. We've got Jenny Jackson. She is leading the way for the Arizona, 
the Arizona Stands United, which is Dr. Pam Popper's local group here in uh, Arizona for Make Americans Free Again. And then uh, I will have my representative, uh, Joseph, state rep, my Arizona representative for a little, oh, tongue tied. I get it. It's because it's too long. Show's too long, guys. I'm sorry. Joseph Chaplick for LD23. He's my state rep. He's going to be on the show Friday at this Soapbox segment. So that'll be, he'll be on at 1.30. Jen will be on at 1 for Michelle's Patriotic Soapbox. And, of course, prior to that, we have five guests, seven-minute segments. So you can grow your business, enhance the quality of your life, and make a difference, especially in your communities. Please follow us on social media. Don't forget the rumble, even though it's being censored um, and holding back some of the contact. But that's the only other safe place. We're going to be looking at Brighton. And, of course, we're going to be headed on over to Cloud Hub here very soon. So listen to the show. Thank you, everyone who's been listening. I appreciate it. Share the show in this platform with your friends, your family, and uh, get more people in, active in it, more involved. I'm telling you, everything that you need to make your life better, make this country better, is located at our Take Action tab. Just go to everything, homeresourceplatform.com, click the Take Action tab, and start checking out all the different categories. Um, and then, of course, head over to the Reopen America Resource Center. There's even more resources, and this is not just episodes. This is like actually groups and companies and in uh, organizations and uh, everything, literally everything you can imagine. All right. So uh, I would say you're awake. Uh, I think you might have not, uh, might be a little sleep, but now I, I, I'm, uh, I apologize again for going so long. I've got a lot of things to share with you that are rolling to Friday. Um, but if you are interested in going to any of the events for the Make Americans Free Again local chapters here in the state of Arizona, just go to our live events page and just click the take action tab the live events page and it's also in the arizona section it's in the arizona page it's this thursday from 6 30 to 8 30 and there's a graphic on there that you could just go and i'll give you the information i'm headed down to the one in mesa at the timeout sports bar if you want to join me and the rest of the cool people that's where you got to go and um more information on friday when i share with jenny about the organization and you can always listen to Dr. Pam Popper talk about episode 214. All right, way long. Sorry, guys. Uh, go take action. You got it. And this is Join Together June. It's time. Reach out to the people and make it happen. Uh, yeah, we're just going to end the show. We're just going to end the show. Bear with me here. I'm not going to play any music. We'll talk too long. Just the outro. All right. Tune in Friday. It'll be much shorter. Promise. I'll condense it. It's just There was just too much. I didn't even get to the second set of breaking news places on fire in a bad way so change it go to take action tab check things out get involved roll up your sleeves you can do this go make it a great day because you deserve it you've been listening to everything home with michelle swinnick life laughter and the pursuit of happiness to meet learn from and hire the experts and the guests professionals and members of the everything home socially conscious referral network and marketplace Visit everythinghometalkshow.com slash episodes. And to listen, subscribe, rate, review, like, follow, comment, and share, go to www.everythinghometalkshow.com and find us on all the major listening platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you were entertained, and we hope that you picked up some real-life, tangible takeaways from some good people doing good business and good things. Till next time, this is Everything Home, signing off.